Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Kelly Outdoors. Um, I was just sitting here listening to some of the old shows that we did, and I was listening to the one where uh, Kent Cullum was on there, and he was doing some duck demoing and stuff. Um, <clears throat> shout out to Kent Cullum if you're listening, or if anybody hears this that knows Kent. Uh, tell him I need those DVDs quick. I got people threatening to lynch me if I don't get those DVDs to him. So, enough of that. <clears throat> so, anyway, tonight we got a couple of really great guys coming on the show. We got uh, Wayne Betts with uh, Betts Game Call or Betts Calls, and we got James Keith, who is many of you guys know is known as Foggy Bottom. He has Foggy Bottom calls, and I'm not sure which one of them I got right here right now, but I think it's probably James. James, is that you? That's me, man. What's up, Spud? <laughs> Spud? Where did Spud? you come up with that at? Well, I started to say stud, but I stuttered. It's a Tourette's thing, so Spud it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, Kansas. it's Kansas thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing good. How are you? Good, man. I'm doing great. Um, You know, we, we talked about uh, making a road trip down your way in uh, February, mm-hmm. and my schedule is not going to allow it. I got off the phone with you last night and checked, and... I'm screwed. So, anyway, you're, I think Wayne here. Always that way. I like you're avoiding me. No, it's not that at all. I'd love, I'd love to come down there for that and listen to what real duck callers sound like. So, mm-hmm. hey Wayne, what's going on, man? Oh man, just out uh, here in the shop working, uh, trying to scramble to get my butt over here to the phone. So, how are y'all doing? Good. I was just listening to, to James tell me about how things are in Oklahoma and. And you guys are both out in your shops doing doing the, the show, right? Yeah, I'm in my shop. I don't know where the heck he is. Okay, so you both got access to duck calls, right? So uh, yeah. yeah, I could get a duck call here really quick if I needed one. Okay. Well, we just might. We just might. Um, okay. You never know. First of all, James has been on the show several times. I think James has finally taken the official uh, co-host position here at Kelly Outdoors, um, and, and he's earned it. I mean, well... You know, his wife works all the time. The the dogs won't play with him anymore, and so he's out there in the shop, and he has to call in. Wayne, Wayne, <laughs> I'm the only one on for the moment that he can get to come on. You know, I'm blowing up well, everything, everything else on his show. So that, that that's true. just yeah. the way it is. Fun, that's hey, you know thing, what? Man. I had What's a brilliant that? idea, and I'm going to run this by you guys. You know this whole duck commander thing? i got to tell yeah. you a true story. We were at a gun oh, show yeah. a couple weeks ago. And uh, it was a three-day show. It was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It was the the weekend that uh, New Year's was coming up on. Anyway, um, people kept coming up to us on Friday, and this probably happens to you all the time, Wayne, because you got the look, you know, that Z uh, yeah. thing. And uh, <laughs> these people come up, hey, you guys Duck Commander? It's like, no, no, no. You guys Duck Dynasty? No, no, no. And Hunter finally he got tired of it, so he wrote up a couple little signs and put, put them on the front of the table. And he says, not Duck Dynasty, not Duck Commander. Okay, And so people are walking by and pointing and laughing. And one kid comes walking by and takes a picture of it with his little, you know, iPhone. And uh, in the background, we've got a, a big banner that says Kelly's Calls in the background, right? So he takes this picture of this thing. And I said, what are you going to do with that? He goes, I'm going to put it up on my Facebook page. I said, okay, that ought to be fun. And he goes, no, seriously. He said, you, you'll be surprised. So about an hour and a half later, he comes back. He said, see, I told you. And he shows me the picture on that thing on Facebook. It had over a thousand little thumbs-up thingies on it. Yeah. Likes. Holy crap. A lot uh, of likes. That was amazing. 
and, and we thought about this point, going and buying there. some of those uh, costume beers oh, yeah. and wearing them on Sunday, but we didn't do it. You could. Just, they think you were either that or old brother wear up, though. You know, they would know. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, you can't give them guys too hard of a time because uh, they've actually helped the industry a little bit because even this weekend uh show, this past weekend, I sold a couple calls of people that didn't even duck hunt. They just think it's a neat, duck calls are neat, so they just bought them. And it's part of it's because of that silly show, you know? Yeah. Well, I know. But it's, they, it's, hey, crazy. You know it's, it's a it's a good comedy show. It's a good one. Yeah, it is. Every, I enjoy and, it. And it's good, it's good, clean family stuff. I know that yeah. there's people I work with that watch it, and they think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, I think and I think it's great. I think I think my favorite. Just so you know, I like Cy. I think he's pretty cool. I think he's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. You guys you know, look the, like each other. No, he's beard dog. Oh, that ain't right. He's just Jack. Right. He's just Jack, huh? Yeah. I don't. I don't think Cy's oars go all the way down. You know what I'm saying? Man, I like him, man. He's. he's I think he's awesome. He's funny. He's, they're all good people. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, anyway, let's cool. About, so let's talk about something. You've kind of been in a, okay. a little bit of a controversy here lately, Wayne. Uh, uh, which one? Huh? <laughs> which one? Wayne. <laughs> no. Let's talk well, there about was, it. What is it? There was there was something out there, and I saw it on on the refuge, uh, where somebody posted up a video, and I don't know if it was off of your website or you. It was one no. of you guys. I know what, what you're talking it? about. The one of Ryan. The one of Ryan. Yeah. Okay, well, what happened, basically what that was, and um, Ryan had gone hunting. Well, first off, let me let you know one thing. Ryan doesn't do computers. He doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't do it. He doesn't even have a computer, and someone has to tell him what, what's going on in the computer. So he he got wind of that, and then plus he had went and saw one of their seminars a while back, and Jace was doing his thing, you know, whatever it was. You know, we'll talk about that in a minute, too, if you want. But uh, anyway, um Ryan went hunting with some of his buddies, and um, they videoed him doing that. He just was kind of a response. What his his thoughts were on Jason's seminar that, uh, but it was kind of a private seminar that he did. But somebody videoed it, and it had sixty five thousand something views on YouTube. So it wasn't just uh, a few people that saw uh, what Jay said. So that was just a response uh, from Ryan and what he thought about it. But I had I, I didn't I didn't video it or I didn't tell him what to say or I uh, I saw it like when everybody else did. <laughs> uh-huh. It was like there it was. So I okay. put it on my well, Facebook page. And I can tell you, you know, I talked to uh, Ryan and and him and Jace have uh, exchanged emails and oh, yeah, as I far as I know, that. and Wayne, you know, you correct me, but uh, I wasn't. I, gonna, I was going to leave that to Ryan to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, there's no animosity between the two, so. No, yeah, no, no. They 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 talked it over and all that. The whole thing was, and you know, really, and if you want my opinion, and I think I, I can't speak for everybody, you know, I, I understand what, what Jace, Jason was, uh, his, uh, his Christ name, is what do you call it, your uh, not given name or whatever they call it. What do you call it, your Christian name? name? Yeah, Jason. Anyway, uh, what he was trying to get across is to these kids that see contest calling, and they go out there and they start doing that stuff while they're hunting and scaring the ducks away, and he was trying to get them not to do that. And I, I can understand that, you know, and that makes a lot of sense to do that. But right. I thought he was kind of, in my opinion, he was kind of mimicking, uh, laughing, uh, kind of being sarcastic about it a little bit and kind of making fun of it. 
but he never said that contest callers couldn't call ducks. He never said that. Uh, but I think maybe he might have uh, should have. <laughs> you know, right. He should have said these guys are probably really good hunter or whatever, and just kind of clarify it. And um, I think it would have been a little smoother, and we wouldn't have got insulted because insulted anybody that's walked on their stage and stuck to her. So he, you know, he pretty much brought brought that stage up, and he misrepresented what they're doing on the stage. And but he was just trying to prove a point, and right. that's basically all it was, really. Well, I agree. I mean. Some people would say that my duck calling is is um, a Horrendous. conservation tool. Uh, oh yeah, a lot of ducks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean I understand exactly what he was saying. I what I tell you what really kind of took me back on that whole thing. To be honest with you, was was a freaking stuff that that simple little thing um, started. Yeah, yeah that was it. crazy. I just kind of stopped, you know. Again, I was gonna, I get, my, I'm gonna be careful. I get myself in trouble, so I just kind of, well, let them just talk about this for a while, you know. <laughs> well, here, let's let's, you know what, let's let's. Because you're kind of, a, you're, gonna, you're gonna be a bad guy, and just so you know, I mean, you do the same thing as I do, but when you look at those, well, we're talking of the uh, refuge forum, when that's the one that I only go to most of the time, but it says Wayne Betts, so you know, I can state my opinion and. and I don't want to be too harsh or uh, um, too soft either, but half those guys, I don't know who they are. You know what I mean? They just, I mean, they can say whatever they want to say, and they don't have too many consequences. <laughs> you know? I'll get beat up pretty bad. Well, yeah, I, I know. There's, there's what I call, I call them keyboard cowboys. There's some of them going know. with it. You know, well, that's all right, uh, though. That's all right, they get though. crazy. It's a fun, like, it's, the forum is a good thing. I like the forum. People uh, learn a lot off there, I believe. I think they really do. Oh yeah, there's a lot. There's a ton of stuff they can learn off of there, but you know, and there's the some is, on there too. So. It's for entertainment, you know, a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know what? Since I got you guys both here, you guys have both been, I mean, heavily involved in calling contests in one way or the other for the last. Yeah. Geez. Well, since they made ducks, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> well, pretty close. But I mean, seriously, I mean, uh, I know you're you're going to contests all the time, Wayne, and you got guys that uh, blow your calls in those contests. You've had several. Several, uh, you know, freaking winners. I mean, champions and stuff blowing your calls. Yeah. Um, we just lost. We just lost old Monkey Boy there. He dropped his phone. Sorry. Right. Anyway, um, and I know James has, has worked in a lot of contests as far as you know, uh, judging and stuff, and help put them together and things. Yeah. You know, what what is the biggest difference when you start talking to people about uh, contest calling versus a meat calling contest. Just so right. listeners know what we're talking about. Well, the three the, the, the three contests get lined up. You've got meat, and then you've got the Main Street style. I personally think, and this is where Trevor kind of disagrees with me sometimes, but that's a good thing. I I believe that a meat calling contest should be leaning more towards a live duck because when you're calling ducks, in my opinion, you're trying to sound like a live duck and not like a guy calling. So, but anyway, um, they're they're separate and they're different and they're different style of calling. Um, what I do, you know, most of what we started off was Main Street calling. We didn't have a lot of the, the, the hunting style callings, which is a lot of fun, and I really like those things. And we're going to see more of uh, my guys competing in them because it's a lot of fun. Um, but the Main Street calling, basically people don't understand what you're doing. You're taking and you're showing off on the call. You know, you're taking the things that you do in the field, hail calls, greeting calls, comeback calls, fee calls, all those things, and you're taking them to a different level. You're accentuating the calls. 
and showing what you can do with the duck call as an instrument. And that's why they're real loud. They ring real loud. And it's not just being the loud, loudest guy with a big bellow. It's it's about the quality of tone in the loudness, you know, the way the call rings, if it's got a deep, full tone. or if it's, There's a lot of things, you know, about each individual caller, the way they put into it. And basically it's just showing it's come to a point where you're showing how much power you have and how much duck can you get out of your call with power? And you know, and it gets pretty deep. And I, we have a lot of talks about it in the shop when we're when we're we're working and training these these guys. And um, most of them understand. We've got some real uh, good kids coming up. But the whole thing is, you're just you're basically showing off. Um, I've noticed, and I've been around since the 80, mid 80s, and I noticed the, the low end of the main street calling nowadays is getting duckier. I mean, it's not like a live duck, or it's not like a meat, but you're still, the cadences are getting more realistic. Uh, you hear, hear guys bouncing and rolling their feeds in a, in a way that you'll hear, hear a duck, duck, you know, actually feed. You're hearing, I'm hearing more realistic sounds in the main street. So I think it's getting better, and like most things do with, with time. It's over 70 years old, and it hasn't gone anywhere. People enjoy it. It brings a lot of uh, revenue to the communities, and uh, um, it's, a good, it's a good sport, but Going back to meat calling contests, if you really listen to a meat calling contest nowadays, it's just a fancy Main Street uh, contest. You're doing basically the same same things. You're 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 doing the basically the same routine. It's just in duck and not and and not you know top end power. So, um, and then you go to the then you go to your live duck, which um, I, I think that's probably one of the the the, the funnest ones. But um, the big contest is a long ways away from everybody. Right. I don't even think you have to qualify for that one. I don't believe, do you? You can just show up. Where's it held I at? I just go up. In the Maryland? I didn't think they had any ducks in Maryland. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to call uh, and ask Trevor and uh, those kind of guys. I don't know. <laughs> I've never been there. Okay. You dropped off there a little bit ago, James. I'm glad you came back, man. What's going on? Yeah, man, I don't know what happened. My phone sounded like there's water running through the uh, microphone and then... I was gone, so I called back. Okay. I was going to tell you one other thing about all these mains. I can't speak for all of them, but the ones that I know and the the, the competition callers that, that compete in Main Street, the ones that I know and personally, these guys are all hunters before they ever uh, picked up a competition call. They were successful hunters, and so they know what a duck sounds like. They study a duck. Uh, it's just something that, that they uh, – they want to do it's this competitive nature and they want they like doing it and they i think they like to get with the, together with all the guys but all these guys that i know personally are awesome duck hunters duck callers but they're also good duck hunters which is two different things you know uh right but anyway so a lot of people you know wanted to know that that, that these guys uh started off uh unless you're pat morello i don't think that you could say that for him i don't think he's a, you know he's not a big he's not a big uh duck hunter, but he can blow a duck call on Main Street like you never saw. He's real good. What's his last name? Pat Marillo. You know Pat Marillo. I think he goes by the uh, name of um, England. I can't think of what he's, he's on there. I, he's got a, uh, a handle. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's, he's, a, he's, he's not a big duck hunter. He likes to kill geese. <laughs> right. But he'll... he'll uh, um, <clears throat> He can he can blow some Main Street. He's real good. He's he's good at that. So, what's the what's the biggest difference between the the meat duck the meat contests and the live duck contests? I know that. What's you the and, biggest you difference? And, yeah. 
Well, and the, and the, well, in the meat contest, you actually do do a hill call. You're doing a scenario um, of calling ducks in, like from you see ducks out there, and you're calling them with a hill call. Then you you you, you sweeten them up, and you come down, and you start doing a feed call, and then you lose them, and you can call them back with a comeback call. It's just it's a more ducky version of uh, you know of what you would do when you're hunting. You know, so how it, if you were to call a duck when you're hunting, that's what you want to sound like when you're doing your comeback calls and your hill calls. And your feet claws, you know, you're mostly like your feet clucks and things like that, and your quacks and your hen cadences are going to be a little bit bigger, and some are going to be snappier. It's just going to sound more realistic, but you're doing it basically singing the same song. You know what I'm saying? Your hell call, your feet call, your comeback call, your feet call, and then you close it out. Whereas then with a the live duck, I've listened to, I've never heard anybody actually sound like a live duck yet, though, but it's pretty close. Um, um, the live duck, you're just trying to sound like ducks on the water. You know what I mean? Just like like live ducks, just right. you're in a park or you're on a refuge, you know, you want to try to sound that way. Like you're, you're trying to represent what real ducks would sound like and their hen cadences and things like that. So, and it's, there's no actual routine to it. It's just whatever you think. I guess they have a, a routine. I haven't really, really listened to it much, but um, you, want to, you want to sound as realistic as you can. And there's no uh, hail calls or any of those sort of things. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, a lot of people didn't know that, and there's a lot of questions about, you know, what the difference is between yeah. these. Um, yeah, like you hear these guys barking a call, uh, you know, and making a, a bark sound. If you heard them do that on Main Street, they'd cut, they'd cut them deep, you know what I mean? They'd say, uh-uh, you can't bark the call on Main Street. You know, you can't do that. Right. Or uh, uh, they're getting to a point now to where they, they think that you got to bark a, bark the call every three notes, which is ridiculous because ducks don't do that, but if that's what they want to hear, you kind of have to do a little bit of it, you know. Right. Well, you know, you know that whole barking thing that you get with yeah. those, those cut-down ults? You know what? Uh, yeah. things. I, you yeah. know what? For the life of me, I don't I don't know why it works. When I hear it, it just, you know, I just want to look for something to stick in my ears. It just doesn't. I don't like the way it sounds. Um, I hate but to say I'm with you. I mean, I, mean I, I actually have some of my guys actually both different versions of those, some friends of ours that make calls and they'll blow those things. I actually can't stand them, but, I mean, some folks swear by them, you know. Uh, I have some some really good friends that that swear by them, and it works good for them, so I can't knock it just for me. I just can't. First off, I can't blow one worth a start, you know. I can't do it. I try to, you got to put your lips inside there, and I don't know. I ain't going to practice at it and learn how to do it, so I give up. I can I can get it to do it, but I swear to God, I can only do it for about fifteen seconds, and then my head starts getting a little light. (laughs) We ran a contest over at the Christian Waterfowlers there in Arkansas back in September. Wayne was there. That's right. We were sitting five feet from the stage ten. I don't know. You know, they're at the light booth and you know the scores and all that. I really wish I'd brought earplugs. And it, you well, know, like Wayne I mean, says, I, it works for them guys. Now, was that a cut down or a cut up? <laughs> Wayne knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I made a, I made a, anyway. uh, no, it's a duck. I, I made, uh, I made a duck call called a cut up, cut up instead of a cut down. Right. <laughs> Ryan blows it when he hunts, but it's just, I just wrote my little sharpie pen right on the side of the cut down. Basically, it's one of my old, old designs. I, I, I designed it and flipped it around backwards and, Stuck an insert in it. That's why it's nothing special, but it's funny. <laughs> it's fun. 
You gotta have fun with this stuff. Out of curiosity's sake, how the heck did you two meet? How did mean who meet? You and James. Who? Uh, uh, I, think like the I think I saw him in Stuttgart, Stuttgart, Arkansas, I believe. I saw him at a booth in Stuttgart, yeah. I think. Yeah, back in the eighties. And then was it that long thing? God, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, and my first booth was between Alvin Taylor and uh, Trey Crawford, and I'm thinking, I don't know who these guys are, but then I found out real quick, and uh, you know, and then. You were there, and, you know, we all get along. There's people on the Internet go, oh, you can't be the best calls, the worst calls there are, and then the next guy goes, oh, they're the best ones there. You need to get the foggy calls. Just, they just really suck, you know, and them and them Kelly's they calls do. suck. And, <laughs> and then, and then they, you know, you get these other guys go, well, I like foggy's calls. You know, or, or, or Kelly's got a world championship call, you know, and, and Wayne does, so I'm out on that group. But, uh, you know, uh, we all get along. We all get along. Yeah. You sound like a philosopher. Can't we all get along? What was that? Uh, that, that? That was Rodney King. He he got oh, yeah. uh, wasted and drowned in his pool. Rodney, Rodney <laughs> Carrington? Was that? Oh, King, not Carrington. I'm sorry. No, oh, okay. oh, he can't say talk about him. But anyway, so, uh, well, heck, what else is going on? I need a cup of coffee, is what I need, or a beer. Well, whichever one you you want to grab. I know that, James, I wanted to ask you, you got some contests coming up, or a contest coming up here next month. Why don't you tell some folks about that thing that's going on? Uh, we've got the Oklahoma State and a uh, another $1,000 open, guaranteed first place prize money. And uh, then I guess we're doing a two-man meet, like uh, Wayne was talking about earlier, the meet contest. And uh, got some really good judges. I got Wayne, of course, uh, for the state. You know, Wayne and uh, Ryan and uh, Trebo. Uh, he come and and he. All I got to do is confirm with him and Marty Simpson. So, and when I told Butch, he goes, "Who else coming?" You know, and I said, "Man, I told him." And, yeah, just for the rival of the world. And I said, well, you know, it just makes my job easier because about the time the guy goes, hey, who's that son of a gun that cut me in the you know, second round? Or I said, well, there's five world champions over there. Just go talk to them, you know. And Oh, well, I'm going to go get a burger, and I'll come back and talk to them after a while. It just makes my job easier. Yeah. I was going to tell you, so, your, your Butch Richenbach imitation is really starting to really starting to come together. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, anyway, I like him. It sounds it sounds uh, like a cross between Kent Cole and Butch, to be honest with you. Okay, well, I never met <laughs> Kent. Was but... imitation? Yeah, his imitation. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that didn't sound like Butch. Well, right, right. it, was, it was more like Butch. Like, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, I hope he's not listening. I'll get a phone call. <laughs> I don't care if he's oh, my buddy anyway. Oh, man. Me and Butch, I like me him. And Butch are, are we're buddies, man. So. Is there anybody I mean, we're, in the we're, industry? We're, we're, we're all actually pretty much friends. I mean, I don't know. I'm not unfriendly with anybody. I get along with everybody. Even get along with Trevor Shanahan, believe it or not. I do, actually. Right. <laughs> I've met Trevor. <laughs> he's, he's a good kid. You know. I don't know about uh, that. I don't want to go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Well, you know. He's, no, he's, uh, I think he probably is. Uh, is there no, anybody, right, is there anybody you gotta, in the industry? you got to meet him you got to meet it in person to, to actually get a, a feel for Trevor. I mean, the Internet's not a good place. But, uh, I don't think 
mean, you know, there's a lot of truth, a lot of things that he says, and some sometimes, you know, I just like to roll my eyes. But uh, he's a good. If you ever met him in person, you'd say, oh, "What a good guy." He's a good kid. So, yeah, he's real respectful in, in person and all that stuff. So, it, well, yeah, in person, in person is a whole lot different. Yeah, it always is too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mean I tell you this? You mean to you mean something to come across one way when you type it, and you you know I don't know if everybody proofreads or not, but you go, yep, that that'll work, you know, and then everybody goes, well, good lord, you know, why would you say it like that? And then you read it, and you go, Ooh, it could be taken that sure way. You know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's what he meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's okay. Right. Well, anyway, well, I, I know it's kind of funny because I know this has probably happened to you guys at shows. Where you're sitting there, and somebody comes up to, and they want to meet you because they've heard you, they talked to you on the phone or whatever. And yeah. you know, it's it's a, uh, it's one of those things when you're uh, listening, like for example, to the DJ on the radio as you're driving to and from yeah. work every day, and you get this mental picture in your mind what they look like. And then then when you see what they actually look like, it's like, oh my God, really? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but you know, when you're when you're yeah. around a bunch of high-powered individuals that pretty much say what they think, which is tends to be what yeah. waterfowlers are. Um, you know, when, when it's up close and personal, you choose your words carefully because, you know, yeah. I'm not hunting ducks today, so I might as well whip somebody <laughs> kind of a thing <laughs> some of those guys. And it's like, yeah. uh, you want to go hunt? Or, no, I'd like to stay in front and whip somebody. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. I'm not hey, well, I, say, uh, I also want to say thank you to the, the Refuge. Um, that site actually is a pretty good little site, which people don't know it. They need to uh, go in there and check it out. There's a lot of stuff on there. But uh, just guys from the forum, uh, you know, I get some pretty good feedback. And, like, today a guy was coming from Nebraska, and he popped in right off uh, Interstate uh, 540, which is, like, on the way down south. Stopped in, picked up a duck call, uh, met him, and, he, and that's where he, uh, had, I guess, had, uh, heard of me was on the on the refuge site. So, He's then down there in Stuttgart hunting with a tree hugger now. Tomorrow, if he will be, anyway. Anyway, the refuge uh, does help us out and gives us business, and we appreciate it. We thank the guys that that, that uh, support us. Even the ones that don't support us, we'd like them to. Now, the the call that the contest that you're doing is is the. Hang on a second. Hang on. You're gonna fall on your ass, right? I'm sorry. The screws are out of that chair, dude. Don't sit on that thing. Don't sit on that chair. Good lord. All right. He just broke it. He just almost broke his neck and fell out of a chair. We got one of them little swivel seats that the uh-huh. seat broke, and we put a boat camouflage boat seat on it, and uh, just for someone to sit on. And the dang screws were falling out, and I forgot to tell uh, the guys over here, and he sit on it, and just about, I mean, I broke his neck. I'm telling you right now, just about broke his neck. Oh, no. Got, I was scared, man. I was going to call 911, helicopters, the whole thing. You know, I'm just real afraid. Your attorney, well, your liability insurance agent. <laughs> long as they're okay. not black helicopters, Wayne, you'll be fine. Oh, they don't yeah. So what else do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Do well, talk I, about I was the, going to ask James, again, where is the contest at next month, the dates and the time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on that deal, back on that. Oh, again. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Spirit Bank Convention Center, uh, South side of Tulsa, man. I don't remember the address. Uh, Spirit Bank Convention Center. Uh, just everyone come out and have a good time and uh, listen to some good calling, I guess. We try to run. Can they look? Can they Can they find it on? Can they find it on the website, James? Can they find it on? Is there oh a yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you, Wayne, you for go. the hint there. Uh, thank you, everybody. <laughs> uh, it's 
Montgomery Productions? I don't know. I don't yeah. have the stupid website yeah, in front of me. Montgomeryproductions.com. You know more about yeah. it than I do, Wayne. You tell me. <laughs> look up Montgomeryproductions.com, and it'll have the icons. It'll have show where they have the Texas. It's called the Tackle and Hunting Show. And they have uh, one this coming weekend in Fort Smith, Arkansas, which I will not be down there because I better be hunting ducks somewhere. Me um, too. But, but uh, there's a show down there. Then they're going to have one in um, Tulsa, and I think there's another one again somewhere else. And there's in the forum. Yeah, like Oklahoma. Let's see. Yeah, Oklahoma City after that. I think. Yeah, Oklahoma City after that. Yeah. yeah so anyway, uh, so. That's that's how you find it. Um, I don't have a website either, but it's Montgomery. You hit it out, or you going? What are you going? Right now, we should be over there in the back, right? I don't care. Okay, see you later, man. Behave yourself. Drive safe. All right, man. Bye. Nothing. I was just going to say most of those contests are listed out there in CallingDucks.com. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll throw this out there too. At Fort Smith next Sunday, uh, we're running a. Turkey with the NWTF over there running a turkey contest. There's some, uh, okay. I don't know the guys' names, but they're national champions and grand national champions that we've got for judges. So it's just the way we roll. We get good judges. So well, that's that's half of it right there. You know, there's some guys out there. All the, uh, okay. no, huh? say, there's some guys what? out there. Every time they're in a contest, all they want to do is complain about the judges. You know. Um, oh, believe me, I know all about that. Yeah. That's why I start getting good judges. Hey, uh, Wayne, question for you real quick. Um, what is it? Your tree hugger calls, are they all double read? They are now. <clears throat> I, I used to have, I'd make it either both ways, but the the four in the call, for me to make a halfway good single read out of it, I've got to bore it, bore it out and change the bore in it. And if I do that, it's not a daggum tree hugger no more. So uh, it's basically a double read call now. Uh, if you want. I've got the hybrid and the uh, rough cut, which is uh, my main single recall right now. The rough cut is kind of an in between. It's not as it's not as loud as uh, the hybrid, but the hybrid is pretty much my single recall, the go-to call, and it's got a good strong top end and a blow end. It's got plenty of duck. You can get real soft and it's squeaky. So I just went ahead and kept. The tree hugger to a double read because that's what it is. It's a tree hugging double read. Okay. It's got you two know, over the last, I don't know what thirty. How many? How many years you've been making duck calls, Wayne? Me uh, since the mid eighties. All right, let's just say thirty years. All right, thirty all right. plus years. Um, how many different? I mean, when I say different models, I'm, I'm not talking about just changing the name. You know, to update things or anything. How many different different calls have you have you come up with and had in your lineup over the years? Well, my first call that I, that I, is basically, I mean, the look was different, but and and well, of course, why things you think were different, but it was an open water call. Uh, I would live on the west coast and hunted Sacramento Valley, and there's a lot of rice in Sacramento. I don't care what Arkansas has to say about it or Texas, but California got a lot of rice. Anyway, uh, we hunted uh, um, big water on the West Coast, and pretty much, you know, Iverson was the call, the go-to call back in those days. Uh, from there, there was some bent metal reed calls like Cecil Wellborn and uh, um, a few other calls, and then um, then you had your folks and those 
sort of calls. I mean, there wasn't really a lot of dumping calls back in those days, Longman, but Iverson was our, our big call. And so everybody uh, kind of leaned toward a call that was loud. And then we got uh, got a, a look at what was going on in the uh, the South with the, the Southern calls and then the way they sounded. So I liked the, the sound of uh, the Arkansas-style call and designed my call kind of after – after that, with a, with a good top end that would ring out loud, and um, with a pretty ducky bottom. Bottom, uh, and of course the calls, you know, changed. My calls changed over the years and to what it is now. Uh, but basically, the open water call was the first call, and it, I still sell it. And uh, you know, I perfected it the way I like it, and I've stuck with that. And it's been the open water call hasn't changed much in probably probably ten years. Uh, and then I went from there, I went to, uh, when I started hunting in Arkansas, you know, I have buddies up, you know, Kit Cullen was one of them, Mike McLemore, uh may he rest in peace. Um, and, uh, you know, I know Rick done real well. And um, I got into, uh, to hear more of the timber sounds of calls and some of the music, more, I would say a more muted sound. Right. So, well, heck, I had to design me one, you know, and at that time, um, the only really short-barreled um, timber call that I really saw was Rick Dunn's call, uh, Echo Call. His timber call had a, a short barrel, and I really liked that because it made the call quick. You know, the, your, the, the cavity area was smaller, so your air, you know, got to the reed real quick, and the call was real fast. It was real uh, responsive. I liked that, and then um, the fact, you know, they were they were poured out different where you can get a deep tone as well. It was just a good call, so I designed me a timber call and um, went along with that for for quite a few years. And then um, I started getting guys that were saying, "Well, this call's too loud, the water's too loud, and the uh, timber call is really good call, but it, it's not loud enough." And so I'm like, "Dang, damn it, we got to do something." So in the mid '90s, on '95, '96, I started changing the bore and the soundboard on the call and come up with the hybrid call, which is. Uh, uh, it's basically it's a it's a it's a timber call on steroids kind of a deal, you know what I'm saying? And I can uh, I design them to where um, it pretty much you get to know how the person calls, you know. Um, I a lot of these guys the calls that they're making now they've got the, you know the new word they call hold. Um, basically, that we call that a tight call. A call that's tight. Um, they've got so much hold in the call now that that the airlock the airlock really easy on a lot of a lot of these calls. Because they're not guttural callers, so I make my call uh, kind of free, where, where you can feed it pretty free and get a good deep pluck out of it, and but still, still, uh, and with enough hold on it where you can get, you know, squeaky. I don't go overboard board on that unless a guy asks for it and wants that. Then I, you know, of course we can we can do uh, the modifications that we need to do to make it to make it a little more squeakier with more hold on it. But the hybrid is probably pretty much. Uh, been my main call that I've sold for the past five or six years, and then um, recently I come up with the uh, last couple, two or three years I come up with the tree hugger, um, which was just a real raspy. I wanted a real raspy call. A lot of guys, you know, they were wanting double recalls, but there wasn't a lot of custom acrylic double recalls. A lot of them were, you know, either wood or uh, uh, polycarbonate or something like that. So. Wanted to get a uh, custom double recall, so I come up with the tree hugger. And I, when I first designed it, it was made out of wood. Uh, 
and that's kind of why I gave it the name. You know, it was kind of one of those double meaning things. I think you got the you figured that out right, right. away. But uh, um, so now we've got it out of acrylic, and then the lightest call that I defined was the the rough cut, and what that was, it was uh, my son. He, you know, we were, we were the economy was kind of rough, and he said, you know, you need to offer a, a, a custom call that's not all fancy, but it has a really good sound, and for a reasonable price, you know, a custom wood, like, you know, they're made out of focal bowl or bowl arc or hedge, whatever you want to call it. And for $55 for a custom exotic wood call that sounds good, I think we did a good job on that one. And it's basically, um, it's kind of in between the hybrid and the timber call. It's kind of a, you know, it's a little deeper tone call, and it can be tuned either double or it sounds good as a double read or a single read, and that's kind of why it's got the bore on it. You know, it's one of those things you know as a call maker. If you go too much this way, it's no good. If you if you don't do enough, it's, it ain't right. It's just you know I found a spot for for that call where it could be tuned either way. So that's pretty much one of my biggest selling calls right now is the the rough cut. So that's about it. And as far as things that I've designed, and now we're getting ready to do. I hated to do it, but we're getting ready to do a, a plastic uh, call. <laughs> we're gonna we got one. Um, just about ready to uh, test out. It's going to be uh, a non-banded, a molded call as a double read, and we have another one for a single read. It's going to be pretty much versions of the hybrid and the tree hugger. They'll be about a $30 call. So hopefully they'll look really sharp and they'll sound really sharp, and uh, we can put some calls into the folks' hands that don't want to spend $125 or whatever on a duck call, you know? Right. I'm seeing a lot more people um... – Going I hate to do it to that molded that molded call, and I, I'm not we're not talking about injecting mold injecting molded are we? Yeah, I'm talking about doing the injection molded, but um, also I'm going to do a couple of prototypes on the ones that you're getting ready to talk about, the ones where they pour them. Right. I'm going to do some experimental stuff on that before we uh, uh, see what the design sounds like. Once I get it perfected, then we've got a, uh, a company that's going to set up and do an injection mold for us. Thing is, yeah, those, those are not. That's not a cheap way to go, man. That's an expensive way to go. Oh yeah, I. You know when I, when I thought, oh, how hard can that be? I mean, making the mold isn't all that hard. I mean, with how they the technology they have today, it's yeah. but still the digits just keep going up and up and up and up. It's, and, it's between twenty cow. and forty thousand dollars to make a deck of mold. Yeah, it's crazy. You it's know, crazy. and so and some of these companies they have uh, several molds. And well, they've got the main mold, but they've got a. The piece that goes inside is not quite as expensive, but they've got several parts, you know what I mean, you know, for different calls and all that, and it gets ex- really expensive after a while. Yeah. But you've got to be able to take that step, and it's not that I want to take that step, but it comes to a point, you know, when this is all you're doing, you've got to take a step somewhere. Right. <laughs> you got to you got to make some money, you know. So, uh, uh, and we're doing that, but we want to we want to be able to pick to pay the bills and and. Uh, and uh, go hunting, you know, uh, and have someone that can uh, hang out and do stuff. I want to hunt. I'm getting old, man. I need. I, I don't have a whole lot of years left. I want to go hunt more. Right. Well, so, uh, you know, everybody wants to do that. You, you know, got to pay the bills to go do it, though, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I was I was kind of surprised. You know, I started looking at a lot of the callers, call makers' websites and stuff. I didn't realize how many call makers also uh, had. Uh, Guided hunts as part of their their income. Oh, there's a lot well. of them do that. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, I, did, I was yeah. I was completely out of the loop on that. I yeah, mean, they're uh, they're they're in it, and, it's, and it helps too because I mean you know they they've uh, uh, I mean they're not they're big companies they're gonna have income you know and that's good and they're good at what they're doing and they they enjoy enjoy it and um, I think it's great man I like to see it. Well, it's you, they they got a good product if they're out there using it and killing and guiding with it and you know and making money off that too so they must be doing something right you know. Yeah. Well. Of all the materials that you've worked with over the years, I mean, I'm sure you've played with everything from from cheap old wood to really expensive stuff and acrylic and Delrin and everything in between. Yeah. If if you could if you could just use one material, one call material, and and you had to stick with that, what would it be? If I could only get one, one, yeah. and I had, that's all I could use. Yeah, I'd probably go. Hey, God, that's kind of tough. Uh, I'd probably have to say, and some people might disagree with me, but I really don't care. I go for a Coca Bowl, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like about you, Wayne. You're just like, well, I'm probably going to piss somebody off, but I don't care. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a good wood. I mean, I've been using that wood, I and mean, we're talking about wood, and it doesn't sound right. But anyway, um, <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. Wayne, Wayne, you just went somewhere no one wanted you to go. I know, I didn't mean to, but it was just staring me right in the face. It was just like two fingers, like, I see you, I got you right there, you know. Anyway, but I used a lot of wood. I like, I love African black wood. I love with my calm towns and that's right. But the stairs really got it worse. But the Coca-Cola is the best. Just shut up. I'm going to go. I'm done. I'm out of here. No. No. That was sad. I mean, I, I heard it after I said it, you know. But, it's, <laughs> but the Coca Bowl is. Too late now, brother. <laughs> I know. Well, anyway, is we're talking about um, something that grows out of the ground. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the Coca Bowl uh, is uh, got a lot more of the natural oils in it, and a lot of the call makers that are on the the refuge would know exactly what I'm talking about, like you and uh, uh, James. But there's just a lot more natural oil in it. It has less tendency to crack and change with uh, moisture extremes and those sort of things. So yeah. my choice is Coca Bolo. That's the only wood. Someone dying or something? What is that? That's, that's right. my door. I had to step outside for a minute. I thought someone was choking or something, man. I thought someone was going to give you a high break for their work. No, he uses those rusty hinges as a kind of modified security device. <laughs> so if his wife's coming out to stop the tech on it. Yeah, I mean, you got, I mean, didn't you got, don't you have some, like, WD-40 or something around your shop somewhere there, bud? Just go squirt, 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 I just squeeze some of that oil out of that Coca Cola and go on, man. Hey. No, that's just so you can hear his wife trying to sneak up on him. That's what it is, I know. Exactly. I got a question yeah, for right. both of you. I know you both use a lot of Coca Cola, and I, I don't use as much as I, as I used to because I'm out right now, but I'm going to get some more. Um, yeah. Every one of my wood calls, I put a shot of mineral oil or boiled linseed oil down in the barrel yeah. and, and yeah, put it on too. the lathe and, and spin it. You know, just so. It, and I know the wood's already oily, but I just, you know, I, I just I've always done that. I do that with the inserts too. Is that, is yeah. that something that everybody you should do? I do. Oh well, no, not everybody does it, but uh, I mean, boiled linseed oil is what I use, and I use. Uh, I'll take and uh, I mean, some of the guys that bought my calls, they could probably smell it because it. It smells different, you know. But uh, I uh, I soak the insides and just let it sit. I don't even put it on the lathe. I just let it sit and soak, soak in. 
And then after I jig the call, um, you know, if I'm doing a lot of calls, I'll, I'll jig, a, jig 10 or 12 calls and then uh, make sure they're cleaned out, and I'll soak the soundboard and throat uh, all the way out the exhaust with bone linseed oil. And um, I think it's awesome. I think uh, that should be something that we should tell our customers that they need to do on those calls. Go down to Home Depot and get a little can of that stuff for a couple bucks and um, – Keep keep it keep it uh, keep it moisture in it, you know. Keep it sealed. Yeah, I you know. What do you do? What's you that? Like that? And what's your what's your favorite wood? Now that you ask me that, what is your? It's the same question. What do you use? Persimmon. Oh man, you had to be weird, huh? Is it? Are you <laughs> like that stuff? Here's the, here's the deal. Um, the, the soundboards made out of persimmon. I. I yeah. I've I've had better luck with them than any other wood I've ever used. I, I used to like African blackwood a lot, but the problem with that stuff was when it started getting hot, it started to do some funny things and cracking, which just freaked me out. I hate I hate. When it started getting hot, oh, what do you mean yeah. like when you're turning it? Yeah. Uh, and then somebody told me, "Hey, dipstick, sharpen your tools." Well, there you go. So I saved a lot of wood that way. But <laughs> just joking, right? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> okay. No, actually, Charlie Hess was the one that turned me on to persimmon. You know, he said, you ever yeah. need persimmon? I said, no. He said, you got to get some and try to try, uh, duck soundboard out of that. He says, pretty good stuff. So a buddy of mine in Arkansas sent me some, and I uh, yeah. I made some out of it. And um, literally the, the best tone boards I've ever got out of out of wood has been made out of persimmon. And old Ronnie Turner over there uh, in, in Tennessee has one that I made. I called it the the KFC All Pro. It was uh, – I, I did huh. the dying chicken out with that thing. Yeah. And I'm, Oh my God! It was a screamer. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go cut my wife's tree down now. No, I'll send you some if you want some. You'll love it. Yeah, I want to try it. I've it's made some for some folks out of persimmon, but I never, I never uh, noticed. I don't remember noticing if there was anything, you know, unique or special about it. I don't remember that, but I remember it turned okay. But um, I don't know. I guess I'm just a cocobolo guy. I don't know. Well, I like I like cocobolo. Don't misunderstand. But if if I could just pick one. Um, it would be probably persimmon because I just, you know, you got it, it ranges in color, everything from almost like a holly white to a, a dark yeah. charcoal gray, and everything in between yeah. there. And uh, it makes for an awesome call. It, it's it's a member of the ebony family, you know. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I think I heard that before. Yeah, it, it kind of. Well, I want to try is, uh, some yeah. locusts. You ever tried locusts? I've used that for barrels. Honey, I tried turning a honey locusts. You ever tried honey locusts? I never. I've heard it was. I think um, Carlson used to use honey locusts for their, all the barrels on their duck calls. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, inserts, I do. Inserts, too. I've got one. Inserts out of head. You made his head. No, you made his head. Oh, no, 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 no. You're right. Oh, and you're right. Head. You're right. You're right. Head insert, head insert and a honey locust barrel. Mm, you're right. Yeah. And Boy, fact, oh, you're yeah. right. I'm looking at one oh. of Wendell's calls right now. So... Yeah, and it's it, it's a pretty wood. I mean, locust. It's and it's that uh, the honey locust that he used, not that yeah. black locust. It's that honey locust. It's pretty stuff, but yeah, the the insert is definitely Osage orange. So anyway, another wood Dang, that I like. I like cedar, but I don't like turning it. Why is that? Why is that? Yeah. Well, it's real light. I mean, you got to go like really slow. I mean, you got to be like really careful to right. turn. I mean, one little touch and it's gone yeah. uh and the other thing is on the ends 
you got to be real careful cutting the ends because it likes to pit on the ends. You don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where you got to have a really, really sharp tool right there and turn it to kick your legs up on fast. And you can turn the mouthpiece on the other end without too many problems. But I always have problems on the ends, man. I don't know what about you. A lot of wood filler. (laughs) I used a lot of CA glue. CA glue? Fill it up? Fill it up? Well, that burns my nose. That stuff burns my nose, man. You don't you don't use that much of it where you're having fun. You just put a little bit on there and, and just pull it up with your with your heavy sandpaper, and don't press too hard, and that sawdust will fill up those holes. And I buy that stuff oh, okay. at Walmart for like a dollar thirty for like five tubes of the things, you know. Uh, you hide your mistakes in plain sight. Well, it's not that. It's just you're you're trying to seal the darn thing, and cedar right. is one of the hardest <laughs> things on the planet to seal. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like black walnut. That the barrel on a black walnut call, you'll stand there mm-hmm. and sand until you run out of sandpaper trying to trying to do that. But if you use some CA glue, you you kick that monkey right on down the tree. You know. Yeah. So, well, James, I asked right. I asked Wayne what his favorite wood product was to make calls out of. What would be yours? <laughs> my favorite wood or my favorite product? Your favorite material to make a duck call out of. Ah. Uh. Man, I like blackwood, coca bowl so and we, we only have we only have one, man. You only get one. Well, I know. I'm trying to go over my uh <clears throat> my favorite probably is is the stabilized stuff. Just because it's uh, pretty and yeah. 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 I've turned a few oh, stabilized stuff so much. Did you have oh, you have two what? What are you talking about? You've, you've, tur- you've turned stabilized stuff before. No, I just said I did, but not much. Yeah, because I know because I gave you something. But anyway. Yeah. Well. All right. I got something in here from a guy named Stump. Remember that guy? <laughs> yeah. Hmm? yeah. <laughs> he sent me something in here to turn him turn a uh, some kind of wicked stuff. I need to get on that before he gets on there and says that Wayne bitch will not. Will not turn my duck calls. What is it with you? Anyway, no, that's my favorite. I guess because because no one else, or not too many people, other people do it. But uh, what? I'm always what? getting stuff stabilized, man. Oh yeah, that's good though. I think it's the good looking stuff. Yeah, that yeah. lasts forever. You know, it's like having a plastic call that looks like wood, or a wood call with the properties of plastic. So you know, yeah, acrylic, not plastic. Uh, yeah, like whatever. Don't don't cheapen the experience, right? Hey, you know, like the little girls <laughs> in California say, buddy, whatever. Okay, all right. Okay. Now, um, Wayne knows about that. Right. Okay. Uh, what are we doing now? Well, I was going to ask another question, and all of a sudden, I had a I had a, a clarity moment here. You know, uh. my freaking mind just wandered off into the woods. Um, <clears throat> when when you guys first start started getting into making calls was it just i mean just to make them for yourselves or did you actually have a business yeah. plan in in mind no well i don't know i didn't think about um really it just it does not come to me how it happened i didn't even think about making a call and i was at a garage sale on the west coast and uh, um up in the actually it was up in the east bay and um there was a little lathe sitting in the floor and it was an old cast iron lathe and a bought that lathe for $40 and I 
and that moment is when I said, well, I'm going to buy that lady to make a duck call. <laughs> so I took it home, rigged it up, and it started started uh, making uh, firewood and sawdust until I finally got uh, a call that sounded good, and uh, I was making it for my friends. And, you know, how it goes, you start making so many, and you're like, well, heck, why don't I just start uh, making so many because it's starting to cost, cost here. They didn't need to pay for the hobby, and then it got into where I was um, um, basically started a business, started a business up. So, but I've always worked two jobs. You know, I've always had a day job. Up until about four or five years ago, I've always had a day job and uh, made the duck calls. Now, for the last four years, I've just been making duck calls, and I've been sick and broke down and you name it, but um, it is what it is. I mean, that's all I do now. But that's how I started. I don't know how. What, what is it with you? you? I mean, seriously, it seems like every time, every time I turn around, there's always somebody bashing you because you're not getting calls made or you're sick or whatever. Oh, and it's I know. Like, they're, they're, guys like Meek, uh, bless his heart. Uh, he's already. He's. I don't think he's ever been real nice to me. <laughs> but that's okay. I love him anyway. It's just that I've had. I've had a lot of problems with me. You know, and they, they say, "Oh, I've heard all the day of excuses," and 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 I hate to even give one, but you know. Heck, when they're up there ripping you upside one side down the other, you got to say something, you know. Um, you know, I've lost my dad. My mom's gone through a stroke, and I've pretty much taken care of my family. I basically stopped making calls for periods of time to take care of my family. Right. And if I had to do it all over again, I'd do it again. You know, it's just one of them deals. But and I apologize uh, for for uh, letting some folks hang. I got a few of them that are hanging right now, and they know they know that I know it and. And they they're not getting on the on the internet, but they know what's going on with me, and then I'm trying to get my business going. And I've had knee surgery here, and I've been I'm still having problems. I'm fighting through it, and um, I'm answering my I'm answering most of my uh, you know, I say most I make sure most of my emails and most of my phone calls. You know, I get to them, I catch up to them. Um, but you know, I'm like one man operation. Um, you know, I'm getting out and doing shows, and um, but yeah, I've had a lot of personal issues that have put me behind, and uh, um, there's really not much I can really say other than uh, I took care of it the way I knew how to. Okay. Well, well it just seems like every time I see something about you on there, there's always there seems like there's a line of people just waiting to bash the crap out of you. You know? Oh like, yeah, some are uh, some are jerks. You know, just honestly, that's what I call it. You know, and uh, me sometimes. Meats, if you're watching, you're a jerk sometimes, but I still respect you and uh, I still like you. But uh, I mean, you're you're really hard on me. <laughs> well, and, and Wayne, it's it, you know, you and I've had the same issues. You know, in '09, I lost my mother, and then my yeah. dad went through four surgeries, and I'm not, you know, I still got my day job. I don't have to rely yeah. on this, but I took care of my dad, and I was with him the last uh, every day for the last 60 days before. And I was standing right there holding his hand when he passed. Yeah. Talk about yeah, something I know. tough. You know. I know. But uh, if you weren't going to say that, I was going to say it in your defense because, yeah. man, I'll tell you what, I'll drop every order I got to take care of my mother and my dad, and they're gone now, you know. And, and I haven't done anything to speak of in uh, yeah. since like 09, you know, the middle of 09. Matter of fact, that came. Yeah. Jay Bass from uh, Mac Island Calls helped me build my website. I called him one day sitting in the hospital with my mom, and I said, man, here's my password. Go up there and take all that, buy it now down. 
because I don't know if I would know when it was bought, and it might be a month from now before I get to log on to the computer for smartphones, you know, and uh, uh, get stuff sent out. And he took care of me, you know, and that's kind of what we do. We take care of each other, but, uh, yeah. you know, uh, I, I check my right now. Upside down. Huh? Yeah, well, I uh, well, I've kept mine up. It, uh, I, I kept my down, my website and, was down for about eight years. It was down for about eight years. Yeah, uh, that's a long I've time. Taking, tonight, I've taken pictures and trying to do some stuff on the computer, my new to me computer that I got from a guy at work, but it's it's running super slow. I don't know what I got to do, but anyway, uh, not trying Clean to get all the back off up. of it that he had on there. I know you need yeah. to delete off there, don't you? Don't you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's time to delete that stuff. But anyway, no, I mean, hey, spyware, you know, we need to run some software, spyware or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. But what I was going to say is, you know, guys like you that are, you look at my website, it says one man, one call, one at a time, and that's kind of what you do too. And, you know, when when your folks get ill or God forbid, your kids or grandkids or your wife or something like that. These guys need to understand that you have other commitments other than to that whatever dollar figure they sent you for that. Oh, well, you know, I know that, but the, you know. but the thing is, you have to think that's not their problem. You know, I understand where they're coming from. Uh, it's not their problem. I mean, it's my problem. You know, I'm the one rolling. You know, near you. I don't know how many calls you sell, but I'm rolling along. I'm popping calls up. Boom, 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 boom. I've got my business is going good. I'm people are happy. I'm making money, selling calls, and all of a sudden, I get sick, and the orders are still coming in, and I'm not looking at them. They don't. They don't realize that they've spent money, and they want to know exactly. why they don't have their product. They want to know why they don't have their product. I understand that, but you know, at the time when those are happening to me. I can't even, I don't even, I'm too worried worried about well, the other thing, you know what I mean? And I just, I take right. the consequences and take it on the chin like I've been taking it. And I mean, I got more positive things, uh, I think, uh, than I do negative things right now. And I'm going to try to keep it that way as long as I can. You just need yeah. people, people respond to what, 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 what happens to them, you know? And, and I'm, right. you know, I'm the first to say that I've had a, I've had a hard time, and I've had some people had to wait on me a lot, you know. And um, mm-hmm. I, all I can do is apologize for it. But and look at what I'm doing now. I'm 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 about to get myself back together. So there you go. Either, buddy. you know, what else can you do, Kelly? Come on. Well, yeah. I mean, you do the best you can do, and I mean, you know, it, it's a true story. Okay, I come home today, and there's this nasty little email from some kid uh, from Texas on about an eBay order. Okay. It was a it was a ten pack of reeds and corks, right? Eight dollars and free shipping. Eight dollars and free shipping. That's a heck of a well, deal. He it back on the third of third of January. All right, and he hasn't received it yet. Well, I know it was sent out. It's I, I see right there it was sent out, but he doesn't have it, you know. And so he's like, in his in his little first email to me, he's like, well, if you don't have a tracking number, well, you know, I can't uh, uh, justify putting. You know, for, for eight bucks, number no. and all that stuff for an eight, for a ten pack of corks and reeds for eight bucks, um, and all that kind of stuff. When it says free shipping, um, anyway. So I mean, and he's getting real crappy about it, and he's like, I yeah. guess I'll just you know post that you know this this thing is in dispute or whatever, and leave negative feedback and blah blah blah. It's like, dude, you know, first of all, 
the post office, who I work for, loses stuff, all right? Things get destroyed. I deliver packages every day that used to look like a normal package that looked like they'd gotten in the middle of a, of a bar fight, okay? <laughs> and so, you know, um, he's like, he's not happy then, and I just was sitting here having a show with you guys, and my little phone goes off, and I look at it. It's a, it's a response from him. I, I just basically said, look, you know, tell me what you like for me to do, but, you know, in the future – you know, don't get so bowed up when talking to somebody about an $8 order. You know, if you look at my feedbacks, I have over 600, and absolutely every single one of them has been positive, all right? I have zero complaints, period. You know, I'm not going to oh, stiff you for an $8 order. And, uh, that's great, man. Yeah, now well, you know, now he wants, wants to send it to him. He wants another set free, and then he wants yep. them sent to him overnight with a tracking number. Oh, no. For, for, for free. No, yeah. that's... You know, so is that what you're gonna do? I'm gonna I'll put another set together for him and send him to him, but I'm not sending him overnight mail for God's sake. That's fifteen dollars. Now right. if this is if this guy was from if he was some nutcase from the East Coast, I could see him asking that and thinking that was fair. But this kid lives in Texas. You know, somebody's gonna whip his ass if he keeps talking crazy like that. Yeah. Well, look, you know, some of the stuff that I that I that I that I messed up on where I had people put an order in, and some of them didn't even pay yet. They didn't, I wasn't even available to actually take their money, you know what I mean, because I was so busy. But when I did catch up, I actually uh, uh, sent them the call out for free. I didn't even charge them. I didn't charge them for it. I felt bad. And I've actually sent some people that ordered a call that had to wait. I've actually sent them an uh, extra uh, type of a call or a goose call or something. I threw in you know, some kind of compensation for, for, for their trouble. Uh-huh. And sometimes I just I lost the business. But I mean, I mean, I I mean, it's the last thing I want to do is to to uh, to, to have bad customer service. But when, at the time, man, it just that's just I didn't know what else to do. It's the way it was. So we're back. We're working good now. You know, my knees pops when I move it, but I can walk on it pretty good. I mean, I got around this weekend pretty good. Um, uh, you, you ain't nothing for getting on stage though. I could get up on stage. It was they had the they got the thing, tin can to step. On. I don't know what kind of dang oaky rig that was. They had a stage about a foot and a, foot and a half. Okay, ingenuity, huh? A foot and a half. Didn't, up there, I didn't read that, but we won't go there. Two foot. They got a little two foot, two foot stage, and about a six inch cigar box to stand on to get up on there. Huh? My fat butt couldn't get up on there if my knee was perfect. I don't think. But anyway, um, I forgot what I was talking about. I got off on the dang the step. Your, your knee, your knee. Oh, yeah, my knee was all. It's doing good. And then about a month ago, I got down with, uh, um, I don't know what, some kind of flu. I went and got my flu shots and took all my flu shots. And then I got, I started getting sick. And as a call maker, if you're getting sick, you can't do a call. You can't touch a call. You can't have nothing to do with blowing in one of your customer's product. I mean, you can't do that, you know. So I was trying to get well. I was down for Almost three weeks, I finally got into the doctor, and um, I guess they said I was on the verge of having pneumonia. Uh, I got through that. They gave me a Z-Pack, some kind of antibiotic. I took that, and I've got a acute sinitis, but it's almost gone, so I'm, that's not contagious. So I'm working. But yeah, I that's cool. It's a bummer, man. You know, um, and that gets that flu or whatever it is that's going around. There's a lot of a lot of folks getting it. But I'm well, a big baby. I've seen a lot of it. When I get sick, I'm a big baby. I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm dying. Someone bring me something. 
Give me a cold red for my head. No, I'm not that bad, but pretty close. Yeah, you are. You're pretty close. <laughs> well, anyway, so uh, what's new with you, man? Uh, since uh, you're asking all the questions, what's new with you, Kelly? What do you mean? What you got in the works? Well, I think I don't know if everybody knows this or not, but we bought uh, we bought a, a company last year. It was started by Brent Derby about three years ago called Caller Supply, and yeah. we bought that from him. And we're, you know, the kids are basically running that right now. Um, yeah. We've added some some house brand calls to it and some of the the lesser expensive calls and some call yeah. parts and stuff, and, and that's been a good experience cool. for them. Um, yeah. So I mean it's you know trying to learn how to how to build a business and run a business, and you know what when when you have a 17 year old and a 14 year old, um, and that combined they have the attention span of a gnat, it makes it kind of hard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to show them things, and and I, I tell you what I notice that they pay attention is when they say, hey, can I have money for gas? And I said, sure, let's look into the account, and all of a sudden. I mean, they're like standing there staring at it like a raptor looking at a at a mouse. You know, they're they're very involved at that point in time. But it's a learning process for them, and and hopefully they'll be they'll be getting more in tune with things. Hunter's picking it up yeah. really quick. He loves going to the shows and and demoing the calls and, and stuff like that. And, and Megan, you know, she's she's really kind of getting into it now that she finds out boys are into that stuff. It's like uh oh. Yeah, yeah. So Better be careful, man. I've been, I've been through that, and I got grandkids are going through that again. Hey, yeah, are you I'm gonna not be doing up in Bur- Are you gonna be in Burlington? Uh, no, I'm not. You're not gonna be I'm up not. there. I'm planning to be up in Burlington. That would be fun up there. Why not? Can he even become a Tulsa? Shut up. Oh yeah, he's not going to Tulsa. Why not? No, he's he's not coming to Tulsa. Oh, he's always he's probably gonna work. He's probably gonna work or something. You know, he's got yeah. a real job I, too. You know, I, I told James I had to go. Yeah. I told James, I said, if I had that weekend off, I'd love to be there. You know, because it's not for that long. Three years, he's been busy. Well, man, you work for the you work for the government, don't you? Yeah, I'm the guy that's out there destroying those packages of, of duck reeds. You know. Well, what I'm saying is, uh, um, sometimes you don't get a dictate when you want to work when you work for Uncle Sam. So you know, it's just one of them deal. Uncle, well, uh, but anyway, yeah. All right. Oh, I'm gonna go up there. I'm planning to go up there. Then I'm gonna go down to. His Tulsa deal that he's got going over there, and then uh, um, I guess we're going to have uh, uh, there's a big deal in March for contest callers, so we'll be in Stuttgart during, in March at those contests over there. They don't have any booths or anything, but go hang out and see a bunch of our southern buddies, and we get a lot of northern guys coming down that way too. That's one of the beauties of these contests. We get to see guys that we don't get to see, but it may be once or twice a year, you know what I mean? And we get to hang out and give each other a bunch of crap. And um, even though Trevor comes down there and has a, has a has a lot of fun, so I mean we all get along pretty good, man. <laughs> well, now I got to tell you, Rogers is a great place to be in what August. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's August. Yeah, I'm gonna be yeah, up there too. We'll be up that way. Yep, you'll be up there. I'm gonna try to be there again this year. I was for. I'm gonna try to get to Minnesota this year. There's a deal going up there. I want to try to get up there. They've been trying to get me to go there, so I guess I'm gonna try to go to Minnesota. Minnesota, eh? You know, uh, I don't know how to say it. I can't say uh, it. Nah, I don't know either, but what, that game player thing? Minnesota. Yeah. I just got, you know, Ooh. I've got to get out and see people more. I mean, I really enjoy that part of it is showing people stuff and talking to them and uh, uh, get to hear their stories, you know. There's some pretty interesting people out there that, that have uh, 
um, some pretty interesting past and some good hunting stories that, that they can tell you. So I like getting out there and um, um, meeting folks and, and visiting with them. And I, I want to do more of it. I like it. But it's pretty darn expensive to do it, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It can be. I'm trying to help you know, all you I can. Rooms and booths and all those things. That, no, I'm just talking about in general, uh, James. Um, I know. You know, traveling, traveling, dragging a, a parachute, which is our trailer behind the truck, is death <laughs> down. And but uh, it's worth it once you get up there and get settled in and get to meet folks. So it's true. Need to do as many of those as you can. Uh, I'm actually may try to go to California this year too. What made you move from uh, California? Well, it wasn't duck hunting. It wasn't duck calling. Um, basically, uh, at the time it was. Oh, 94, 94 is when I moved here. Um, the uh, uh, the kids, man, you know, going to school, there was a lot of problems, a lot of uh, gangster stuff, you know, at school. And, um, you know, I worked in some areas that were pretty rough, you know, and uh, um, in the security industry. And I, it, was, it was just getting to be an unsafe environment. You know, the kids were would uh, wear a pair of blue jeans to school and someone would give them a hard time because of the color of their pants and they would open and flash, flash a gun at them, you know, flash, you know, kids were carrying guns and stuff and, uh, start, you know, they were scared, you know, and so we said, well, let's just get the heck out of here. So we, uh, my mom had been looking around at, uh, Missouri and, uh, Kansas and, um, Arkansas and she found this place, Rogers and, uh, Kind of hung out here for a while and wound up buying a house. And I came out to visit her a few times and looked at the schools and went into the schools and checked them out. And um, I said, "Well, look, this is where I'm, I'm bringing my family over here." And it was pretty rough. The kids didn't want to leave leave their friends, but it was basically the area that I lived in was just getting to, to be too much. And um, so I just got out of there. It was probably the best thing I ever did was to get out of there. I'm glad you did. Are you? <laughs> well, hey, I'm just saying that as a friend. You know, I'm glad, yeah. glad you. Uh, I'm glad you came here because I'm glad you're well, here. I like but... it. I like it. You know, uh, I like. Uh, I got a lot of friends from everywhere though, <laughs> and um, they're just. I just. I want to get out and travel more. I don't know about you guys, but um, I just want to get out and see more and do more and visit with more folks. Even if I'm not selling calls, I just want to get out. I want to I want to get out and hunt with folks, and uh, hunt in different different environments that I've never hunted before. I mean, I've already have hunted in a lot already, but I haven't got to hunt in Minnesota or Maryland or uh, the Great Lakes or any. I haven't got to hunt in any of those kind of places yet, and I'd sure like to do it one of these days. I think it'd be a blast. Well. Minnesota's pretty cool. California, I'm sorry. I I would have found any reason in the world to move out of that crap hole, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was good hunting there, though. There was really some good hunting in California, I'm telling you. Uh, we knocked it, man. There was uh, the Sacramento Valley. I mean, San Joaquin Valley's good. Northern California's good. But I was I hunted Sacramento Valley a lot, deep sink area. And it was just, I, I, I love to hunt out there. But, you know, to survive, you had to live 
in in uh, metropolitan you know area, and you had to deal with that, you know. And society's just goofed up. You ain't heard nothing yet because they start taking these guns away. What they get ready to do? Good golly, what's going on? What are they trying to do? <clears throat> I, I, you know, I, I, Wayne, I'll throw this in. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what all the twenty-three executive orders were today, but. Uh, it could be getting real, you know. And oh, come on, you know. That ain't going to happen, man. I don't, I don't know, brother. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh. Well, they just got to, they got to, they don't, I don't know. And I'm not intellectual enough to be able to, to discuss this intelligently, but they just ain't figured it out yet, you know what I mean? I mean, taking the, the guns away the way, the way they're wanting to do is not the answer, and everybody that has a brain in their head, Knows what the real problem is, and the real problem is is they're just not punishing the ones that are that are that are uh, doing these crimes. I mean, you're not going to be able to stop guns from coming in uh, to the country uh, and uh, taking guns out of uh, 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 citizens' hands from protection. And I think you should be able to shoot as many bullets through that gun as they as you can get. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think, you wow. know, the kid or whatever. So, I mean, I want to be able to shoot the guy until, or uh, the people until, uh, I mean, yeah, for protection wise, as, uh, as many times as I can without having to reload. Well, you know, I guess, I guess if you try to break into my house, if all I got is a single shot, I'm going to do my damnedest to shoot you, well, I mean, one, one, you one time at a time, you know, but, uh, I really but think well, it's just too realistic, you know. They said, well, you can't hunt with those guns. Well, of course not. I don't plan on hunting with those guns. i got guns over here for over there hunting. This is for target practicing and having fun and shooting folks, if they, if mm-hmm. they you know. I mean, <laughs> and, and shooting folks. But no, yeah, really, you know, I, you know I, I, it dawned on me today, and i, I got to throw this out there. It dawned on me today, you know. They were talking about the guy that... Uh, I was in Colorado when that deal at the movie theater happened. I wasn't at the theater, but uh, I thought, you know, the uh, psychologist that he'd been going to see, well, she didn't really know if he was unsafe or if he meant what he said or, uh, you know, I don't know. She hadn't said a whole lot about it, you know, but we've cobbled these people or, or, uh, you know, kind of, we go, well, uh, if I say something, he might he might sue me, or if I say something, uh, you know. But since you didn't say something, uh, he went and shot a theater full of people, killed what uh, or ten, twelve, I don't know what it was, and injured like thirty or something, you know. And well, the thing uh, is, the thing is, the <laughs> you know, the, the, the guy could have bought a good mag, you know, the KCI mag, you know. But it doesn't do that. My good stuff, you know, but... Well, I don't know. The you know, here's something. I'm going to jump in here real quick. A month ago, yeah. when I when I did my show on the Second Amendment, all right, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't I can't begin to tell you the number of nasty emails I got from people, uh, the, the number of uh, uh, messages I got from people saying, oh, you're nuts, they'll never do that, they can never do that, they'll never do that, blah, 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 blah. And this was before... 
this is before that shooting in Connecticut, okay? Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, okay, this crap that they that they threw out there under executive order, okay, has been sitting in somebody's drawer waiting for the proper moment for the next man's job to do his thing. They 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 never miss the chance to uh you know, what 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 was uh, the what the guy say, uh, never miss the chance to uh, to sensationalize or whatever a good uh, catastrophe, you know. Uh, well, you Kelly, never... I, know, I know I've never killed anyone. I don't think Wayne has. I don't think you have, and I don't think probably any of the listeners have. Uh, have what? We're 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 upstanding. Uh, you know, uh, you knock on my door after dark, and here's the thing. You know, a lot of these people, you know, they live. Uh, in the cities or or something like that. I'm uh, I'm probably 20 minutes from the closest cop. If they can find my house, my alarm went off one night, and my wife took off work and came here, and I came here shortly after, and then the cops showed up, you know. And uh, since then we've had the justice sheet. You know, it's just us, but uh, we invite the uh, local county sheriffs and and deputies and everything, and we we cook some barbecue and shoot some skeet and all that, and they know where my house is now, you know. But uh, I'm relying on me. I carry a 45 because I can't carry a cop, you know. Well, and, the thing uh, is, it's, not about, it's, it's about, uh, it's about uh, I mean, the whole thing's about them trying to uh, take the guns away. That's what it's all about. I mean, and that, it's not going to happen. They're going to try to make it happen. It's not going to happen. Well, but they don't, you know, they don't understand and, the fact that uh, and if someone wants to kill a, a large amount of people, which is just, uh, I can't understand it, and I can't wrap my head around why anybody would do it in the first place. But if they right. want to do that, they don't have. They if they can't get the guns from their mom or their dad to the store, you can go down town and get them for fifty bucks. Or if they can't do that, they'll find another way to, to blow them up with the, some homemade bomb. I mean, if someone's wanting to do something, they're going to do it. You know, I mean, that's the, the whole thing. And taking my gun away and your gun away and all these other guns away are just giving the advantage back over to the the criminal, you know, the bad person, guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could, well, they could have I advantage over me. I think I could have the advantage over that son of a bitch, to be honest with you. That's just me. <laughs> well, me too. Well, here's what I think is so freaking hilarious, okay? Um, after 9-11, um, there were some pictures of George Bush flying over New York City in Air Force One. and. Mm-hmm. The the Democrats went completely ape shit. Pardon my my terminology, but that's what they went. Okay, right. about it's the it's internet radio. Exist. You can say what you want. Right. Well, then the kids yeah. are in bed. I hope. If yeah. the kids listen to that, don't pay any attention to that crap he just said. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, long story short, they went they went completely nuts about those pictures, and and they weren't shown in any form of media, so uh, they they didn't want him sensationalizing that. Okay. Yeah. But yet here we got Obama up there wrapped in all these little kids standing around, you know, using that as a photo op, which is just scared the crap out of you. Well, you know what? Hitler, Hitler did the same thing. I know. You know what they ought to do? They ought to put Obama in a field on a hill with all these thousands of little white crosses st- stabbed in the hill because his his hometown, Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know how many people die there every year? Isn't that a gun-free zone? A thousand people a year in Chicago. Isn't that a gun-free zone? Is that a gun-free zone? A gun-free zone, yep. isn't it? It's a gun-free yep. zone, yeah. So there yep. you go. And so, you know, and, and the 
in the course of this conversation, there's probably been two more people murdered in the city of Chicago. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't like to offend anybody, but but man, I just think it's a bunch of uh, horse crap. Well, yeah, this is stupid. And now they're saying that the Sandy Hook thing is a, was a hoax. Have you heard that yet? Oh yeah. Yeah, I heard there were more shooters ran away, and uh, that there was. Yeah. There was. I heard this. This was a good one. I heard this. Go ahead. Well, I mean, we were talking about kids involved here, and it just that kind of stuff. Just you know, there's people died and stuff, and I just don't think it's funny and to be trying to say something's a hoax. I really don't think it well, is. I mean, you can you, know, you, can, make, you, you know. can make anything look at anything you want to. I mean, you, you can manipulate uh, talking points and make something look any way you want to. You know what I mean? I know. Well, you know, and why not heard this today? They said, well, one of the teachers that uh, got killed. There was a memorial website set up for her. Two days before the shooting. No, I looked at that video. I, I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I don't, I don't quite believe that. But anyway, you know, you're saying you hear all this crap. Well, no, that's the guys that are too far on the other side, trying to make up stuff, and and just they need to, you know, that shooting happened. It was tragic. The kid was disturbed, and someone should have. Uh, uh, reported that the kid had some kind of cuckoo screw. Everybody. I mean, the thing they they knew about it. There's going to have to be some intervention and 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 doing stuff about people that are you know deranged his or mother, whatever. You know, I mean, his mother but, was and, in and, the process. And, and why? Why here's the deal? Think, his like? mother was in the process of going through the legal hurdles in the courts to get him committed to an institution because she knew he was slipping into the the dark abyss. But but you know what? Here's the thing. Everybody in this country has rights, okay? Even the mentally insane, all right? Because yeah, they, they may have I, a moment of clarity that they can say something intelligent and not be dangerous. But the other 23 hours and 57 minutes of the day, they're an absolute screaming nutcase. You know, you can thank yeah, the right, you know? for that. And, and, that, and that's why I say we coddle them. You know, and and what's that? I, I, you've got a son and I've got a son, and if there was something wrong with one of our sons, and I think you'll agree with me. Myself. Well, then if they came to me and said either put them in a gun safe and lock them up, or we need to take your guns until we get this satisfied, I'd be fine with that. I go here they yeah. are, you know. Uh, even I got a concealed carry for the state of Oklahoma. They said they blessed. They blessed me for yeah. ten years to carry a gun, uh, and I can well, carry I, a gun. But you know, if in that situation you got someone that's being real weird, I'd say here they are. You know, and well, you know, what, are you them, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about the guys that are that are that are that are that are? I mean, they're not going to be able to stop the import uh, on you know, the black market. They can't stop that. I mean, that's going to uh-uh. they're going to get guns. I'm just saying they're going to be able to get them. So we're, I mean, oh, yeah. they're looking. That's what they need to be looking at, and prosecuting the guys that are doing this stuff, and they can really stop it. And if they let me and you carry a gun around with us, like they do in Sweden, everybody. So I think everybody in Sweden uh, got permits and are mm-hmm. um, are trained to use a gun. So the crime over there. I mean, if someone tries robbing a, a grocery store, someone's going to shoot them. That's standing over there picking out bees off the counter. Right. You know, yeah. the different. <laughs> We need to be able to carry our gun around. That's what I say. Well, you know what, guys? I got I got some bad news for you here, okay? I think it ain't going to happen. Listeners, okay. you guys need to pay attention to this, all right? 
There's a lot Uh-oh. of people in this country that don't pay attention to politics, right? Because they just hate the subject. But when those people yeah. are making decisions that affect everybody, you need to you need to wake up, get off your your numb ass, and and see get what's on going on. Part of That's what exactly they did right. today. Part of what they did today with his executive orders, what they're trying to shove down our throat, is it's going to require family physicians and people in the medical profession, whether it's a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a family physician, whatever, that may be treating you for any kind of issue that you may have. You guys both lost parents recently. I lost a parent recently. Okay? Mm-hmm. If, if you at any time in the, in the recent past have been under any kind of medication – Okay, because of depression or anything like that, that can be deemed as a mental illness. Okay. Hey, hey Kelly, does alcohol count as a medication? Yeah, you're done. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's done already. He's done right now. I think he's probably had right. a back. They just have to listen to two of these episodes, and, and they'll be knocking on your door. No, the, but they they can the doctors with this 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 new thing are going to be required to report you. In other words, they're going to be violating their Hippocratic oath by law, to say this guy has been under my care, he's on this medication, you know, they're they're being forced into it, like the Catholic the Church. Privacy, the privacy laws are being thrown out the window. Just like the Catholic they, they, Church. They were, the they, were getting for, they were getting on bush for, for phone tapping or whatever, wiretapping uh, terrorists, and look at what they're doing now. Well, yeah. I mean, look what they did to the Catholic Church. They're telling the Catholic Church that all the facilities that you guys run and own and have employees at, I know your insurance never paid for it in the past, but now you got to provide, uh, you know, condoms and uh, birth control, yeah. which is which is against their religious beliefs. Okay, so yeah, Obama basically a long time. Yeah. he's saying the First Amendment only applies to people that I like and I approve of. And since you guys bashed on me during my election, screw you. That's what he's mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. This is all about playing right get even, play games. I don't like to get bored, but, but Kelly, I'll tell you this: the Second Amendment is the one. Amendment that protects all the rest. I understand that, and look what they're doing. I know. Hey, do well, you got any I'm callers that won't ask questions or anything from me and Wayne? No, no they all hung boring up. for them. No, uh, no it's been great. I don't know. It's not boring. Not even close. You know, um, <laughs> we're going to keep talking till midnight, aren't we? <laughs> I, I got a question. Oh no, no, it's a good one. It's a good one. Okay. You know, I keep seeing all these green uh, Bodark or Osage Orange or Hedge, whatever you want to call it. Oh, crap. I know who's who's asking about that. Okay, go ahead. All right. You know, and I'm I'm thinking there was never that many damn corner posts in the entire south, okay, made Uh, out of Osage. All right? Yeah. I know where you're going with this, too, so go ahead. All right. I'm just just questioning. I just want to know. I mean, there's, there's a way to do it. I've seen it done, and it works out real good, but it's not it's not the real deal. It ain't, if it ain't real, I ain't involved. So, and I'll think the only, uh, either, but. The only ones that I've gotten, you ask them about how do you, the ones, hang on, what kind of, who's asking what kind of question now? What are they asking? I I just want to know, where in the heck can a person find real, live, honest to God? Oh. Green, oh, okay, orange. Find the farmer. Um, you got to find a farmer, but the thing is, I mean, just because it's a fence post don't mean that it's going to be green on the bottom. You know, right. you know no, it's uh, not. You're rolling the dice. Okay, uh, well, that too, but uh, it depends on uh, what kind of area and what kind of soil is in the area. 
There you um, go. I've I've got a few uh, uh, from like Southern Arkansas on my pro- I got some property down there. And it was my grandpa's property and then my daddy's property. Now anyway, we stumped uh, stumbled across a post. We didn't know it was a post. So I was walking down the fence row and a trip and something sticking out of the ground and we started knocking around on it. My son janked it out of the out of the ground and it was an old fence post and it was all muddy and, and uh, nasty. Nasty. Yeah. And because uh, it's real swampy, red old, it's all red dirt down there. It's just it's a uh, kind of like bottom land, you know. So we uh, we got it home and I got to let it dry out and that it was mostly green, but it was kind of orangish green and um, no yellow in it, but it was mostly green. And what happened is uh, the whole one side of it was that way on the bottom because it was down in that stuff. So. Um, but if that same post was in um, a, a less rich soil, it probably wouldn't have been. It would have just been orange. Hey, been Wayne, have you, have, you, have you heard of black bodark? Um, no, I never heard of black bodark. But well, they do, uh, they do make they do make the green bodark by by sticking. Uh, uh, and you've mentioned it before. They'll take and put um, um, red uh, red bodark and they'll. They'll get it in mud. They'll put it in a muddy, muddy solution, you know, mud and water, and soak it in there for a few years and just man make it. I, I thought it it make it it's probably, it, it, Oh, there's it, other things you got to put in there that I don't know what to put in there. That's uh, nails and everything. I tried it. Uh, went about a quarter, went about a quarter inch in two years, and I ain't gonna do it. But well, I don't know. No, I, had, I, had, I, had, I had. I don't know where to get any. I don't know where to get any. <laughs> I had a. I had a striper guide on. Uh, Somebody. He said, you want some black Bodark? And I said, never heard of black Bodark. And he said, hey, we get them sand pits down there on the Red River. And he said, those those uh, locust trees, you know, the Bodark, uh, I don't know, hedge apple, whatever. He goes, been floods from 100 years ago. And he said, this stuff has been buried, and it's black. And I oh, said, I heard well, of that. Well, well, I hadn't either. And he goes, I said, where are you? He said, he said they're dragging it on the, these sand pit operations. He said, they're dragging these trees out of the Red River. And he said, they pile them up. Did you see it? Them. I didn't see it. I never, I lost uh, his number. And, but oh, well, the, guy was telling, the, the guy was telling, the guy was telling, huh? I said, if he ain't seen it, it don't exist. <laughs> well, this guy swore up and down. There, there was a, Supposedly there was a call maker in North Texas making some out of it, and yeah, he's a all, all you all you had to do is pull up with the trailer, and they'd load you up with that stuff. And, and no one told me about it. I don't know when to pick some of that up. Well, I tried to keep it too. a secret from you, Dad. Damn it! The now, big old secret. You didn't even get. You didn't even get done yourself. That's a big secret, man. I, think I, didn't, know yeah, about that yeah, I know. I know. I know. If I'd have got some, I'd have got some for you, but. Anyway, uh, no, okay. that's, well, anyway uh, so I never heard of Black uh, Bodark, and I don't know where to get any green one. I don't know where to get any green stuff at. Between the three of us here, you know. Hey, Kelly, if you can't tell me and Wayne argue like 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 we're married or something sometimes, so that don't, that don't even sound right. Don't even say that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. This this case. So anyway, but yeah. now there's supposed to be but, some yeah, black, uh, black Bodarks out there. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I have a few pieces of green left. Yeah, Kelly's just over here, and giggling. <laughs> Next subject. Uh, well, Next you know, I, I don't like who that covered, 
We covered that in the black boat art and mysterious black. I'm going to get some, Wayne. I'm going to get some and bring it to you, and you're going to swear yeah, to the black boat. Yeah, whatever. whatever. But, okay, whatever. But, you know, anyway. All right. I'm not going to do that. Ne- next subject. Next subject. All right. Oh, all right. Now, I know we all have we all have favorite players in this in this industry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, who would who would you say I'm gonna go I'm gonna start with Wayne. Um, who would you say had the biggest influence on you in your call making? Who had? Um, oh, a couple of people. Uh, the first one um, was Emory Mitchell from Iverson. Back in the. Uh, Mid '80s, um, I befriended Emory Mitchell uh, over in Nevada, California. I just talked to him on the phone here a few months ago. He's still doing good, um, but he—I uh, got to—I didn't get to see his operation so much as I got to uh, watch him and his son Jason um, uh, turn, you know, turn some calls, you know, free hand, free turn, you know, hand, uh, just rush from out there with no with no calipers or nothing, just turning calls. And I, well, I got to see some of that, and I was pretty impressed. And that right there would impress me. And the only calls that they made at that time were, were wood calls. And the other one uh, was Rick Dunn. Rick Dunn, um, I watched him turn calls and made it look so easy. And um, and Rick would tell you anything you needed to know. I mean, I've been friends with Rick since since the 80s. He'd tell you anything you need to know. Uh, and me and him trade back. Uh, well, we don't do so much anymore, but we, we used to uh, – uh, if I learned something, I'd say, "Hey man, guess what I did? You know, I, I figured out how to better way of doing so and so." And then um, he was the same way. He told me you know, lots of things that you know, a way, easier ways to uh, to manufacture calls. But probably one of the biggest ones, and some folks may be surprised, uh, was Butch Richenback. I went to Butch's shop. Uh, oh gosh, um, probably eighty-nine, ninety. Uh, I was making calls at that time, and uh, I went over to his shop when he had this little old shop, and I watched Butch uh, drill out in a piece of acrylic. He turned an acrylic barrel and acrylic insert from scratch, buffed out, shined them up, jigged a cork and reed, slapped a sticker on it, and tooted on it in 30 minutes' time. He was start to finish, 30 minutes. That impressed me. I mean, he just, I mean, it was freehand, and he could still do it today if you were to, uh, and, and I've got to where I can, I can do it as well. But, I mean, at that time, I mean, I was just, my eyeballs almost fell out of my head. I mean, he, the books turned the call pretty quick. He freehanded pretty the quick. soundboard? No, well, no, he uh, uh, he turned the whole call, and he, he cut it in a dig. Oh, okay. But, I mean, he tur- he, tur- he drilled them. Bored them, uh, uh, you know, sanded them, you know, buffed them up, shined them up. There was a clear, clear acrylic, and then you know, jigged them in, the, in this jig, and uh, um, had a reed cork in it, sticker on it in 30 minutes. That's pretty quick. Oh heck yeah! I can't do it in 30 minutes. I mean, I can do you know a bunch of inserts and then a bunch of barrels, but I mean, he went from one you know from one piece to another piece. You know, when I'm doing acrylic, I get in a I get in a barrel mode, you know, I do a bunch of barrels and I do a bunch of inserts. All right. But he just like he said, I'm making a call, boom, boom, boom. So those are the three that, that influenced me in me and my call making, you know. I I've really never seen anybody else um turn a call. Hmm. Besides those three people. I mean, you know, 
I haven't even seen old uh, Foggy Bottom. I haven't seen him ever seen him turn a call. I don't even know. I don't know if he really does. I think his wife's doing it for him, really, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you you turned the barrel, but I still, I'm looking at it right now in my shop one time. <laughs> yeah, oh, did I? Okay. Yeah, you did. Hey, and that little video you made, Wayne, I saw it on, on the refuge or something probably about a year, year and a half ago, where you were you were working on a Coca Cola barrel. Yeah. And you, you took your, your Scotch Bright and you dipped it in something and then put it on the barrel. What what are you what were you doing? Oh uh, no, 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 no. What I did what I did is I, I used Scotch Bright to sand it, you know, to to kind of bring the oil out in the coal a little bit and uh-huh. kinda of glaze it. And I've got I use a toothbrush. And Oh do you wanna okay. know what was in what was in that? Yeah. The, I, <laughs> I can't tell you. No, uh, it was uh, <laughs> it was basically uh, um, shellac and denatured alcohol. You just use that to seal it. Is that what you do? Yeah, that was my initial seal. When I'm doing a bunch of calls, I'll right. uh, and that'll actually get sanded off later. I'll put that on there and buff it in there, and it'll just kind of put a glaze on it. And okay. I can sit it over there on the side for a month, and it'll stay the same. But if I if I leave it raw, you know what will happen? It'll change color. And if you do with an insert and don't do the barrel, and, and if it's the same magic piece of wood, then it'll look kind of odd. It won't sit. They don't match, you know. So um, right. it's just a seal. But normally what I do uh, is I'll, I'll use uh, – uh, there's different types of uh, wood fillers or sealers. I'll, I like to seal the calls real well, whether I'm dipping them in a, a two-part solution, you know, um, or go to friction polish or whatever, I, I still use a, 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 I like to put a concealer on them. So it that's always a good cool. thing. I mean, the way you did it, it looked pretty slick, the way it worked. So. Yeah, it just, it's just real quick, you know. And that's another one of them things right there that I got from Rick Dunn. I mean, I was on his shop and one time. I go, what is that over there? And he's like, he's telling me what it was. He said, don't tell nobody in here I did. I not tell everybody. <laughs> but uh, I use other types of solutions too. I, I'll use uh, like a friction polish. I'll, I've got different little batches I'll use, and with mixing up uh, some turpentine, a little bit of that, and some uh, uh, more linseed oil, and you can put some shellac in there. You can just do just about whatever you want. A little beeswax, and make a little paste in there, and burn it on. Oh yeah, there's all there's all kinds of ways of, of putting the finish on the call, but. Uh, I made a combination a, combination wax of beeswax and uh, carnauba, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And that, that turned out pretty good. I'll tell you something. When Butch made that call, this is a blow your mind here. Uh, I don't know if you ever turned much acrylic, but uh, and um, he uh, he turned the call, sanded, but sanded it like you would normally do, and then he got out a. Um, <laughs> I can't even believe what I'm going to say this out loud. A can of Valley paste wax. That's what he buffed the cold with, rally face wax. Uh-huh. And, I mean, now they're using, like, um, uh, Novus and all kinds of different things to, to buff it, mostly a buffing wheel with uh, uh, some roots. But he was, he, he right on the lathe, he put face wax on there and buffed it right out with the face I'm wax. I'll be That's there. pretty cool, huh? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, man. Who was your Black big influence on making? Yeah. Who was your big influence? Butch is always... You know, he, I had a customer call me today about some wood. I guess he lives down in southern Texas, and um, he had literally, he said he had a mile stretch of wood that was made up mostly of uh, mesquite and Texas ebony. 
and he was wanting to cut up a bunch of that stuff and and uh, know how to do it for call blanks and stuff. He wanted to make some call uh-huh. blanks. And he had been on the phone with somebody at R&T uh, trying to get a hold of a machinist to find out what size blanks they would need and how they needed them to be treated and moisture content and stuff. Yep. He was put on hold twice. He was on the phone on hold for more than 30 minutes, and he finally said to hell with it, you know. Huh. And he finds my number and calls me. I'm I'm right there in the phone book on the internet right after R and T. It's Kelly's calls, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, the kid's standing there telling me he's got literally truckloads. I mean, tractor trailer loads of Texas ebony. And I'm thinking, really? That's that's some nice wood. Have you ever used any of that? Oh no, I'd like to try it though. Oh, it's some sweet. In her, stuff. I've heard. I think I've heard of it before. It's nice stuff. What is it like? It's like. It's like it's like Cocobolo, but it's got it's got just crap loads of character. I mean, it's it's a nice. Oh, I want some. Where do you get it at? Uh, Texas. That's, that's all I know. Yeah, I don't know where. I don't know. I know a lot. Why are you just in Texas? There. You didn't get any ebony while you was down there. It's in southern. Any Texas. ebony? Texas ebony? I don't know, man. I never got any of it before. Okay. Oh, see, it's getting it's get close to that Mexican border. See, the woods gets weird when it starts getting down there. What is up with that? <laughs> I don't know. You guys were asking about where you could pick up some assault rifles. All you got to do is go down there along the Arizona Texas or Arizona Mexico border and buy arrows yeah, back from those guys that Barry and uh, his boys were giving them to. So yeah, they're handing them out for almost free down there. So how many you want? Oh, I don't know. That's uh, girl, man. I gotta. Uh, I gotta. I gotta think about. This whole deal we talked about tonight, I'm kind of confused now. My outlook on everything is pretty much the same. You got me thinking about guns and uh, Texas Ebony and Jason well, Robinson. Here's, what, here's something I want to suggest to you guys. Here's something I want to suggest to you guys. I'm going to I'm gonna get a hold of the people that are the, the production people for the Duck Dynasty. Okay? Oh, and I, okay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say, why don't you guys do a show about independent call makers out there. You know, the guys that really do the research and development that are out in the trenches all day long, not not the guys just sitting there popping reeds and corks and calls and, and acting like they're all that in a bag of chips. You know throwing them in a throwing them in a toss them in a box, click click and cling, cling, cling. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and just, you know, something like that. I was I was gonna do that and then I'm gonna then I'm gonna call somebody at the White House and tell them that they need to put a ban on duck calls. So that means that our duck calls will go up like quadruple in price at least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's only if they're already made or something, I think, right? I don't know. I don't think it's going to matter. I don't know. So what What? Uh, what do you think about the whole deal? What's going to happen with the uh, with the guns? I mean, do you actually believe that they're going to be able to get away with that? You know what? Hey. Four years ago, I'd have said there's no way in hell that was ever going to happen. Okay, but what this guy has done in the last four years, I mean, basically just spitting on the Constitution. I mean, he just he just single-handedly, with, with a wave of his pen, eliminated, uh, told told the people along the border he doesn't want them enforcing, you know, immigration laws. Hit with a wave of his pen, he's told people on, on welfare that they no longer need to go out and look for a job as part of the requirements to keep on welfare. I mean, he's, he's he is just destroying the Constitution. The man, the man yeah. is a is a Marxist, okay. And the sooner people get that through their heads, the better. I mean, he's, more, he's more like Stalin than any other president we've ever had. No joke. But you know no, what? Why, why, but no one sees it. No one sees it, though. Well, they're they're stupid. I mean, honest to God, they're stupid. 
You know what? No, they're pretty smart, Tilly, because they're getting a check every month, and they're getting uh, big screen TVs, and, uh, you know. Uh, you know, it's all about the vote, man. That's what it's all about. It's all about the vote. Yeah, the 47% is fixing to go to 52 or 3, and I think we're stuck. No. Nope, 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 well, I, hope, nope. I hope not. You know, I hope not. But really, I think you know, I think what happened today, and I'll make this prediction. And uh, yeah, I'll give a free call to the first guy that uh, in uh, what fourteen that uh, says that uh, eight didn't come true. But uh, I think in fourteen, if this assault thing goes through and they keep shoving Obamacare down our throat and all that. Uh, I think the Republicans own the House and the Senate, and uh, you know. Well, uh, I'll tell you right now, I'm a registered Republican, mm-hmm. and after this last little thing about the budget and these comments that are being said about um, the, the never fiscal been cliff, a budget, brother. In no, 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 no. Sorry, not, not the budget, the fiscal cliff thing, and now with the with the debt ceiling and the Republicans in Washington. So you know what, you you, you scrub them off. You know, with, with with a good bar of lice soap and a, and a stiff bristle brush, and you end up with a, a whole bunch of bovine scatology on both sides of the aisle. All right? Yeah, you got to vote your guns and your money. you got to vote your guns and your money. It don't matter what party they are, you know. Exactly. That's the, guns, that's and the, the, guns and your money. Got it. Oh. And, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean and these guys are talking out the side of their mouth, so it's, I mean, it's really hard to, uh, I mean, some of them you can see like, right through, and some of them it's kind of hard to even understand what they're talking about for me. Well, well you know, uh, Nancy no, said you got to pass it to find out what's in it, and that sounds kind of, excuse me, Kelly, uh, you know, Nancy said you got to pass it to find out what's in it. Sounds like a bowel movement to me. <laughs> well, the thing is, they go, they go, blah, 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 and then you go, Huh? What is, what, what is he saying? <laughs> what was that? What? What was that? I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I'm like, good lord. I don't like that guy. He's all, he, I don't know what he's talking about. You know. Uh, he's you don't talking understand about what you're the, talking about. You can't vote for him. He's talking uh, about the health care bill. You know, when somebody asked yeah, him no, what was No, he wasn't talking about me, Kelly. He's talking about the, uh, the damn. Uh, 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 Republicans oh, and Democrats, the, the lawmakers out there, the Congress. So, okay, yeah. politicians, man, don't like them. Well, James, yeah, uh, I'm going to ask you the same question I just asked Wayne a little bit ago. Who was your biggest influence when you got into making calls? Oh, I forgot we had asked that question. Yeah. Uh, you know, when when I first built the call, uh, my neighbor who was a arrested uh, soul was was in a class with his son today works for the same company I do, uh, but he's passed on. Uh, he's a machinist, and we read a deal, and I don't know, pick one, Outdoor Life, Field and Stream, one of those, about a guy named Frankie Heidelbauer, that, uh, and we were all into, you know, we were just poor boys. I said, wouldn't that be cool if we could build a call, you know, and, and uh, I got one of the first eight that we ever made, and... Uh, Never met Frankie. I talked to him a few times, and then uh, he was the guy that uh, with the old Susie calls. Uh, 
Brian Benford and his his oh. dad, who's who's deceased now, uh, bought the company from. Uh, I'm trying to think of the gentleman's name. Anyway, uh, you know, and then then I've had a lot of help from guys like Wayne and and uh, Ricky Dunn and. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna laugh about that. No, no. Uh, man, I was, bro, I was just sent me a joke, and I can't talk. It's just funny, and I can't talk about it. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> hey, this is the internet radio, man. You can tell the joke on the air, but no, no I ain't talking about it again. Anyway, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, you know, like I said before, we all get along, and you know, we, you know, I've had Rick tell me, uh, well, you need to do this or need to do that, and then. Uh, you know, Alvin Taylor, Alvin, I kept thinking, God, I got, you know, what am I doing wrong? I kept trying to get all these calls sound the same. And then I remember going to Alvin one time because back a long time ago, and Wayne will remember this, you know, all you had was clear acrylic. And, or that's all I could get a hold of anyway, you know, and, and I kept trying to figure out how to polish the inside of the insert. And, uh, man, I spent a lot of time on this stuff, you know, and, uh, and I, I sat down at Alvin's booth after I'd had a booth next to him for about three years, and, and he trusted me or would talk to me or whatever, I guess. You know, I said, Alvin, how do you do this? You know, and he goes, quit using clear. And I thought, well, there you go. <laughs> that's a novel idea, you know. <laughs> uh, polish it back out, water clear. You know, that's what I was trying to do. And he goes, quit using clear. But if you listen, if you Bro, shut up and listen, if, well, and, they, and Wayne's going to tell you, if back in those days, those guys wouldn't tell you anything. Alvin actually gave me a guy's number because I was looking for a jig. I was hand-cutting everything back then. And, and I said, Alvin Taylor said to call you and, and, and you make jigs. And he goes, no, sir, I don't. I said, well, he gave me your number, and, and he said that you make jigs. And he goes, no, sir, I don't. I said, okay, thank you very much. I mean, they wouldn't help you back then, you know. And now you got I did, I just, uh, I didn't, I didn't. I just went to remember I made my first jig. I just uh, I made my call and went down to uh, the only machinist that was in town. I said, "Make me." I drew a picture of what a jig is supposed to look like. So make me one of them, one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in case hardening. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and, and the and the first jig I had was just surface hardened. I didn't know any difference, you know. I and now of, I do. Uh, but a piece of uh, walnut. <laughs> but you know it's. Uh, there's a lot of people that uh, have influenced what I've done, you know, and, and you can't count all of them. You know, I started building, my first call was in 82. And, um, you know, I'm not near as big as Wayne. I kind of like being a little guy, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there's people that you meet and, and you know, interact with and this and that and, and, there's a little drop here and a little drop there and maybe a, a gallon bucket here or a gallon bucket there, but there's a lot of people, and you can't just single out one or two, you know. Uh, it's just uh, you can't do it, you know, because, uh, you know, like Wayne was saying, you know, you just you get a little here and a little there, but uh, but no, it's, it's, it's a whole lot of people, you know, and, and I'm – I think Wayne is too. I, I had a guy come up here a month or so ago, and he goes, "Well, you know, man, I keep trying to do this stuff, you know." And and 
I'll say this, and there's going to be some people get mad at me. Don't turn a barrel and stick one of Rick Dunn's echo inserts in it and call yourself a call maker. Uh, I said it. There you go. Uh, I used to do that. I used to do that years ago, just for a, a less expensive call to sell my booth, but I don't do it anymore, and I haven't done it for many, many well, years. Well, that's a good little insert. That's a good little insert, though. Just so you know, that's a dang good little insert, though. It is. It really is. You know, and I've done it's it for new chapters. You know, uh, yeah. You know, what can you do? Uh, a cheap call for, and you know, well, if I can get some, you know, some inserts from Ricky, I can do it for so much money, and. Uh, you know, the, there were the sell raffle tickets and put them on. A those are just those other guys that you're talking about. Those guys are barrel makers. That's it. That's it, Wayne. They're barrel makers. <laughs> and you know, and 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 you got to give. Uh, who was the guy? Uh, oh God, I, he he just passed away not long ago. He said, unless you can take a block of wood and turn an insert and drill a hole in it and make a barrel. Then you're not a call maker. And well, first you forgot you got to make it sound like a duck too, though. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 you do. But you know, if, yeah. if you even if you even attempt all the rest of that, and all it does is go quack and it won't do everything that you're called to do, or you know, mine try to do. Uh, if it, you're still, I'll, I'll hang the badge of a call maker on you any day. If you can do that, if that's what you're trying to do, is is go from all from scratch. But uh, man, I tell you what, you got a little money, uh, you can contact one of these guys with a CNC machine, and uh, I know it happens. You can copy any tone board out there, and uh, you can map that thing, and next thing you know, you got. Uh, ABC calls, you know, Acme Call Company, and uh, you know you're making calls, you're selling them to Cabela's and Bath Pro, and you're doing this and you're doing that, and you just don't even know what you're doing because someone else is doing it for you, you know. If they're doing, if they're in, if they're in uh, uh, Cabela's and Bath Pro, though, man, uh, they're making more money than I'm making, so there you go. <laughs> well, they're making more money than I am too, but that, that's not necessarily true. You know, that's probably yeah, not necessarily true. Well, I'm just I'm just saying they're on such thin margins there, and believe me, Cabela's and Bass Pro is going to beat up whoever it is that's putting their stuff in there, so they get that stuff yeah. at ridiculously low prices. You know, yeah. I mean, you look at you look at when they put stuff on sale. Cabela's and Bass Pro. If you guys are in the clothing business, you'd know exactly what I was talking about because the markups in clothing is off the freaking charts. I mean, it's oh uh, no, apparel apparel is. Uh, they could turn around and sell something that was uh, sixty bucks, sell it for nineteen bucks, and they still didn't lose. Oh no, 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 no! Oh no! And they're making money. They're making money at nineteen bucks. You could bet money on it, you know. Yeah. But the poor guy, the poor guy that's putting all the work and hard effort into packaging mm-hmm. it and getting it in the stores. Yeah. He got he got five bucks a unit for it. Okay. Yeah. Um, or some godforsaken small ass number like that. So, it it's it's kind of yeah. crazy. But you know what? I, I I'm I'm with I'm with James on that thing with those inserts. I've done that for show calls. Um, matter of fact, I, I, yeah. I've, I've got a bunch of uh, uh, cast acrylic inserts that I bought here uh, in December for, for a couple of the gun shows, and I was telling James about them last night. Those things will flat-ass rock your world, man. I mean, they are the loudest freaking inserts I've ever had in my life. Where did you get uh, them from? I'll tell you later. 
Um, okay. <laughs> there's a lot of things I ain't going to say on, on the radio, but you well, know, yeah, the there's a lot of things me and Wayne ain't going to say either. So exactly. I could have went, went a couple other directions, and then that probably you know with a, with a, and, and I'm not worried about getting in trouble. You know, I'm just I don't have to explain myself again after I say something. Right, I hear you. I feel you, man. I know exactly what you're saying, but um, I, I I understand where those guys are coming from with the with the barrels and the inserts. You know, I think every everybody that really wants to be a call maker kind of goes through that. You know, they want to make their own thing, but they don't have the money to spend for for a, a you know a jig, and and having one made for them that's just kind of hard to do. They don't know the right people, so they kind of take baby steps. You know, they start off making Louisiana style calls, and then they're then they're hindered by the the, inact, the inability for that call to really reach out there. So they want to go the next route, which is a lot of times Ricky's uh, inserts. And mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. But when you start telling people that, that, you, that you that you tuned that thing, that you, you did this to that insert, or you did that, there's not a thing you can do to that insert short of uh, destroying it, because Lord knows I tried to tweak them. You, you, you don't tweak polycarbonate. You can you can tweak the reeds, you can tweak yeah. the port, but what's that? Yeah. I mean, you're gonna go in there. What are you gonna tweak? You gonna tweak the soundboard and loosen the cork slot? I mean, what are you gonna do? You can't. That's, um, that's my point. You know, uh, and then there's a lot of guys, and I think, I'm not gonna name names, but there's some there's some fairly big companies that are I'm talking pretty big companies that sell every kind of call, goose call, duck call, acrylic call, uh, you know injection motor call or whatever and have never turned a call before in their life either. I'm talking like, you know, not just someone sticking an echo insert. I mean, their whole product line is something that they've never, I mean, they've never, they don't even have a lay, uh, wood laid in their business. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they got a buffing wheel maybe. <laughs> they don't do any of it. They got, they got, I mean, the people turn it, buff it, band it, jig it, and you put a cork and reed in it. Basically, they're getting their custom calls just like these guys are, like, I want to get some polycarbonate calls. So they just put a cork and reed in it. But they're getting their custom calls built the same fashion. Yeah. They draw a picture in it. And, and, and in a lot of these companies, I've heard, I don't know, have their own, uh, um, you know, digitized uh, soundboards that they'll actually uh, cut inserts out for, for some of the guys. But, I mean, I you're saying, I don't know for for sure, but I imagine it's probably true. Well, I mean, the call business, and it's only going to get bigger. I mean, that's that's one of the one of the flip sides of this coin with the Duck Dynasty. And I think yeah. that the guy that won the that won the name thing out here is from a guy from California um, for that for that show idea I had, Call Wars. Yeah. You know. Um, call Wars. <laughs> yeah, I think that. There you go. Well, I mean. You know, it's. I think it'd It'd be be like where you had a biker build off, only it's a call build off. No, no, no. Okay, never mind. They'd follow. They'd follow. You went went the wrong direction, man. Yeah. Okay, I usually do. Never mind. Go ahead. I'm. I'm listening. I'm just gonna hide. So I'll move back over to my corner. There's. There's a niche in the market for that sort of thing. You know, Um, some guys want to be that, right? But I think in order to be that, you have to kind of go through the. The baby steps, learning with the Louisiana style inserts, then learning with the Rick Dunn thing, and finally getting your own jig, and then finally doing this, and finally doing that, and then you get to the point where literally, like like you, uh, Wayne, you can't keep up with everything, so you have to start having stuff done in a different manner, like what you're looking yeah. to take it to the next level. I mean, and not yeah. everybody wants to take it to that level, but you know, you've earned you've earned the right to go there because you've 
You've been down the ugly path. You've danced in the minefield. You've seen. I'm it. still dancing in. I'm still dancing in it. <laughs> I feel you. You should, see, you should see the shirt that I'm wearing right now. I need to take a picture and send it to you. This shirt looks like I don't even want to talk about it. It's bad. It's dirty. Coca Cola stains in it, man. Coca Cola. My whole fat belly's got Coca Cola stain all over it. Yeah, people ask me and think this weekend. They go, "What's wrong with your hands?" You know, all this. Uh, Orange in all your lifelines and creases in your hands and out and I said Pokemon oh. all sitting out there, you know. And I remember Bobby uh when when John uh Stevens had just uh, I think he just started um his relationship as far as, you know, uh president of R and T he he's in there turn, doing some turn he was in there turning some calls. Uh John Stevens knows how to turn. And um I went and shook hands with him over Stuckart, and we both looked at each other's hands and just went, yeah, Coca Bolo. <laughs> we were both all stained up, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I guys, think we were sitting on the bus. Actually, we were on the bus. But anyway, cool. Well, guys, yes, Grace. I, Grace. I don't want to. I don't want to break the break this up, but uh, we literally have got uh, ten seconds left. The show oh, okay. is going off the air. Um, <laughs> we were on here for two hours. Can you believe it? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It seems like thirty minutes. It was good. I hope I didn't well, get in trouble. But if I did, no, I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. So, I just want to thank you guys for coming on. And, uh, on the sweat, good. man. And I'll be talking to you both here in the next day or two. All right? All right. All right. All right. You guys be good. Right. Right. Again. You, 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 you right. call me anytime, man. All right, buddy. Be good. Hey, Wayne, I'll see you in Tulsa. I'll see you in Tulsa, brother. All right, buddy. Good night. All right, everybody. That was a great show. I mean, honest to God, that was a great show. Um, you had Wayne Betts with Betts Game Calls, and you had James Keith uh, with uh, Foggy Bottoms Calls. Um, <laughs> that's one thing I love about those two guys. You, you ask them a question, they'll tell you exactly what's on their mind. They're not they're not shy about it in any way, shape, or form. Um, and so uh, it was a good show. I'm glad they were able to be here tonight. Uh, we covered a lot of ground. That was a two-hour-long show, man. That was hard to hard to keep track of some of the things that were going over. But anyway... Long story short, it was good. I appreciate everybody coming out. Um, you know, just a, a brief shout-out to the sponsors, okay? We've got The Refuge, which is one of our sponsors. We've got Duck Hunting Chat, which is one of our sponsors. And our longest-running sponsor here at uh, at the show is obviously Kelly's Calls. That would be my custom calls, which I'm pretty proud of. I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere near in, in the same category as Wayne Betts and James Keith. They've been doing it for a lot longer than I have. Um, but I like to I like to get in there and, and mess with the calls. Um, it's been a, it's been a great year last year and so far t- 2013 as far as the call business is concerned has been great. Um, getting caught up on orders and getting things taken care of, so we're all good there. Um, another sponsor uh, is uh, Caller Supply. Um, that's that's a new company we own and they help sponsor the show uh, in in spirit, not in financial means. <laughs> But anyway, um, let me see if I got them all. I got Duck Hunting Chat. I got Caller Supply. I got CallingDucks.com. Um, they've been, like I said, they were one of the first ones that, that really got behind us and helped and everything. Um, and we've got some new sponsors that are, are going to be joining us here in the not-too-distant future. Um, kind of excited about some of the things that are coming down the road. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a great year for, for Kelly Outdoors and the radio show and, and everything else. So, you know, knock on wood. So, anyhow. Well, Guys, I'm going to hit the sack. It's been a long day. It's been a long night, and I've got to go upstairs and take care of some, uh, guess what, duck calling issues. 
So anyway, you guys have a great evening. God bless. Take care. And stay out of trouble. Good night.